Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, totally free. So enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Uh, so, lots to talk about, as always, and you know what, I, I want to find a good, fun article, because I'm tired of this depressing crap. Stories like, activist silenced for fear of surveillance. Well, you... I thought that when I was going to click on the story, I thought I was going to find something from, you know, Nazi Germany or something like that, some oppressive totalitarian, maybe maybe uh, today's world from uh, Iran, or some oppressive totalitarian, despotic dictatorship. But no, it's New York City. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what. You uh, you read this. I'll go looking for uh, something in my email that's uh, good news. How's that? Okay, good. Uh, Jennifer Flynn is not a rabble-rouser. She's not an aspiring suicide bomber, and she doesn't advocate the overthrow of the government. Instead, she pushes for funding. Yeah, like my co-host. Yeah. <laughs> and better treatment for people with HIV and AIDS. Better keep an eye on her. Oh, wait. Someone already did. On the day before a rally by the New York City AIDS Housing Network and the at the 2004 Republican National Convention, a rally by an organization Flynn co-founded and a rally that the NYPD had approved. So she went through her, you know, did her paperwork, asked for her approval. She experienced something straight out of a spy novel. While visiting her family in Hills, uh, Hillside, New Jersey, Flynn spotted a car with a New York license plate parked outside the house. When she left to head back to her Brooklyn home that evening, the car followed her. Shortly after leaving Hillside, two more vehicles, also with New York plates, seemed to be tailing her, too. Trying to assure herself she wasn't nuts, Flynn tested her hunch. She changed lanes, made some turns, pulled over, and parked. The drivers in those three vehicles mimicked her actions. At one point, she recalls she slowed down, and one of the other vehicles ended up alongside her car. She looked over to see several men in the vehicle. She gestured toward them. The men, quote, threw up their arms as if to say, we're only doing what we're told, she remembers. On the New Jersey side of the Gothels Bridge, her followers pulled away. But later, when Flynn pulled up in front of her Flatbush home, she spotted another car with two men inside, both with laptops. When she checked later at 4 a.m., they were still there. Now, is Flynn paranoid? Well, she is now. She did, however, jot down the license plate number of one of the vehicles in Jersey, a blue sport utility, uh, utility vehicle. When a reporter asked for the number, Flynn couldn't find it. Recently, it was found in a file kept by Christopher Dunn, the civil liberties lawyer, that she called that day in a panic. The license plate number traces back to a company, Pequot Incorporated, and a post office box at an address far from the five boroughs. Registering unmarked cars to post office boxes outside the city or to shell companies is a common practice of law enforcement agencies to shield undercover investigations. But the NYPD, however, says it didn't follow Flynn that evening. And the department's deputy commissioner of intelligence, David Cohen, says uh, has said no federal agency was involved in pre-convention surveillance. So who was following Flynn? And what exactly did they hope to learn about a woman that the NYPD knew well, as it had been in regular communication with her about her organization's rally? The answer, or part of it, is a 99-mile road trip from NYPD headquarters uptown into the Bronx and onto I-97. And then they give you a few more directions. And uh, at last, we're in Amenia. Population, 1,000. It's so far from the city that its dry cleaners actually clean horse blankets. 
Oh the street named on the license plate printout exists, but the address doesn't. An auto shop worker on the block suggests checking with the post office. When postmaster Bonnie Colgan and an assistant are shown the printout, they stop dead in their tracks. There is a Pequot Capital Management in Midtown and a Pequot Construction in the Bronx, but no Pequot Incorporated in Amenia. The assistant says, that's not a real company. The people who use that box, they're from New York. They used to come and get the mail here, but not anymore. Colgan's tempted to elaborate, but doesn't. She says, I can't because of the sensitive nature of that issue, says the Postmaster General. Back in the city, Flynn takes a seat at a Starbucks near City Hall and shakes her head. She still feels as passionately about what she does as she did three years ago, but she concedes the experience has taken its toll. She says, I feel like I've stepped back in a way. I feel I'm not as vocal as I once was. But now, um, I've been listening to the story, except at one moment I tuned out. And what is this woman doing? She works with an AIDS organization. Uh, she, pu- she pushes for funding and better treatment for people with HIV and AIDS. And she needs to be followed because of that? <laughs> well, I-, I don't know, Mark. That's what, uh, that's what she's told the news reporters. Maybe there's something else that they're following her for. But it's, she's making it seem like she's got you know, nothing going on, nothing funny going on here. Uh, she says that she's sort of pulled away from her organizations. She, has, uh, she's, she says, I feel I'm not as vocal as I once was. I'm still going to sign a petition, and I'm still going to organize a rally. I do it, but now I'm deathly afraid. Unquote. Flynn, who's 35, might one day learn who was following her. Activists have decried police tactics at the GOP convention. Remember, that was the one where they, uh, in fact, it references it here, they hemmed people in, 1,800 people, with orange nets that were in the streets, and then they put them onto uh, buses, and they took them to this Big uh, prison wharf. thing. Yeah, they took them to this temporary holding facility right. where they sat them for hours and hours on end just sitting out in f- former bus repair yards where, they, I mean, it wasn't really used for repair anymore. It's just this old husk of a facility. And they uh, they just sat them there. And they kept them there. And, and these are just protesters. That's correct. Uh, so much for the First Amendment, right? Yeah. The New York Civil Liberties Union, which represents seven plaintiffs, sued the city over their arrest and is pushing for the release of raw NYPD intelligence reports detailing police surveillance of activists and protest groups. Flynn, however, says the damage is done. She sees it in the attitudes of other activists. There's less desire and more trepidation. She says, when you use scare tactics, you're really curbing our right to dissent against the government. The only thing is this is serving to do is squash public dissent. By going after the organizers of a rally, you're really sending a message. Don't hold a rally. Yeah. And she's scared now. And she's probably not the only one. Uh, she probably doesn't want any trouble from the police. She, she, she probably imagined that she had the right to uh, sign a petition to that uh, you know, aid, people with AIDS could got, get federal funding or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't agree with her cause. I don't. We don't even know what her... You don't know what her cause is. Okay. I mean, that's a, that's a, probably a safe presumption because government does that sort of thing. It, it funds these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just says she pushes for funding and better treatment with people uh, for people with HIV and AIDS. Mm-hmm. So that could mean all kinds of things. It could, but it sounds reasonable that she's probably wanting the government to pay for yeah. you know people with AIDS and that kind of thing. But, but if that is the case, then okay. She should, she should absolutely, certainly be able to go out and do whatever sort of protesting she wants to without fear of being investigated or harassed by the police. And this isn't 
the first story about this. It may be the first explicit story about someone ha- being tailed, or at least you know realizing they were being tailed by the police and doing something about it, trying to investigate it. But we've certainly read story after story about people in uh, like protest groups, like anti-war groups, the Quakers. Yeah, the Quakers, a religious group that's dedicated to peace. Uh, these people have been investigated. Their groups have been infiltrated. They, there were stories that came out about how the police had infiltrated anti-war groups in certain areas of this country so effectively that they were the ones organizing the protests. That was in Miami. Uh, was it? Okay. That I was, was trying to was remember. Again, they've just been all over the place. There have been stories out of Detroit about anti-war groups being investigated. And we're talking about the local police. This isn't a federal thing, necessarily. The local police, now they probably are getting federal money to do these sorts of things because there are these homeland security dollars that are being just pushed all over the place in this country for local police departments to buy more spy gear. Well, in the case of this story, the, lo- the local police have, have um, claimed that they, it wasn't them. So, and so did the feds. The feds claimed it wasn't them either. Well, at that uh, instead well, what, of what did you expect them to do? Well, they have to at least be lying um, at that point, and you know that's a a further sin. Well, somebody is lying here, and it's probably the cops. So I just I just wanted to bring that up as an example of how real activists in this country today are feeling as though they're being watched, they're being harassed, they're being checked out, and they're scared. They're scared of the police. Because you don't know what these guys are going to do. First, they're following you. Then they pull you over and plant something in your car. AIDS activists found with a quarter pound of marijuana. Who knows? 800-259-9231. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Nick joining us. A little late, but better late than never. You were out trying to make money, I guess, before the show. Yeah, well, as a realtor, you work some pretty unpredictable hours, so I had to... Show up a little bit late. That much is true. Everybody who's moving for the Free State Project, Nick is a realtor. He is indeed. And what what is an easy way for people to get in touch with you if that's something that would interest them, Nick? Um, FreeMindsTV.com? FreeMindsTV.com would probably actually... That's got my number on there. I don't want to give it out on the air. But if you you go there, I do that show, and it's the same cell phone number I use for work. So So, if you wrote your bio, you'd have Nick at FreeTalkLive.com. Yeah, if I get around to that, I would. That's true. I wonder how many thousands of dollars you're missing by not having that email addressed. (laughs) Nick is is one of the hosts of FreeMindsTV, so if you're looking for some content that isn't necessarily radio-based, you can go to FreeMindsTV.com and watch their show. But you guys also podcast your show uh so you you have your video version of the show on youtube and then you also have an audio version of the show that is downloadable just like this show is it, isn't uh, there a video pod isn't doesn't video podcasting exist too it does uh vodcasting does it's you have to pay a lot extra for broadband and we don't have enough donations coming in right now to foot the bill for that right so mark it, you have to host you know when you're when you're hosting a podcast you have to pay the host to um, to push out your files to the listeners. Do we do that? And we do have a host. It's Libsyn, one of the best ones in the business. And um, so they can handle the load that uh, our listeners provide their servers, whereas if we did it with our own server, it would slow down our bulletin board, it would slow down the website and that sort of thing. And when you're doing video, I mean, video information is far larger than audio. That so you're sense. talking about a lot more hosting at a lot larger cost, whereas YouTube will push it out to... 
millions of video or millions of videos for free. It won't charge you a dime. Right, that, and so. we are up on YouTube, so people right. can find us there if they want. So freemindstv.com uh, is the place to go for their show. And you guys just, uh, you're announcing, I guess, that you're going to add Mark's show to, to your lineup. We Mark's show, the King Weekly News, will be will be podcasted as an audio podcast. So Don't be fooled. It's not really news. <laughs> and it is it is a keen show. Now, you do cover some uh, some national issues sometimes, Sometimes, Mark, but, but it's it, it's aimed at people in Keene, and, you know, so right. I go over local issues. I don't get to talk about local Keene issues here on the show. And believe me, the, uh, the, the big government uh, folks here in Keene are just as busy as they are everywhere else. Oh, boy, have they been busy. We'll talk about that maybe more on Friday, but uh, we just discovered a few hours ago that one particular individual in this town has put up an anonymous blog, sort of... Uh, Outing Mark and uh, Julia and myself to some extent, and I don't know. Under, I, I don't know why anybody's upset about this. I'm things not. are getting pretty nasty here uh, in the political world. Well, of, uh, it's King election Andrew. time. There's going to be some mud. It's true, mud pulling in. I'm here. not surprised in the least. Anyway, let's uh, go with the phone calls. Talk to Sean in Tennessee. Sean, you're on Free Talk uh, Live with the Yeah, Mark. I don't know if y'all are also familiar with something that seems to be a tactic of big government, but they've seemed to take it into the medical establishment or the arena. Of, so are you familiar with this thing known as disease mongering? Disease that is mongering? the practice of pushing disease in order to sell more drugs. I, I don't it know. Sounds I, I'm p- not familiar with it. It sounds p- paranoid well, and conspiratorial. What about it? I don't know whether but, I consider what's it. What's happened is really they become very routine and successful in modern medicine, and these drug companies that they basically have, have gotten in on this, they've actually uh, depended, you know, on in, inventing new diseases as a way to ensure future profits. I totally agree with this, Ian. I don't understand what you're talking really? about. Look, what, is, what do hardware store guys talk about? How you have nails that are sticking up and you need to hammer them down. Yeah, but there aren't very many hardware store guys that are going to go to your house and hammer a bunch of nails in, you know, while you're not home, so you'll have to go and buy a hammer from them. I mean, No, no, no he's bit, not saying the government's creating disease. He's saying that, that companies are out there pushing diseases on people. No, so yeah. no, no he's, he's saying that there's uh, sort of... Fake diseases. Um, All right, what are you? What are you saying? Am I under misunderstanding? Well, okay. What it, I mean, I guess what I mean to elaborate is the fact that it's not enough to sell drugs to people who are truly sick. What's happened? And instead of calling it Big Brother, which is, I guess, in the medical arena, you would call it Big Pharma, mm-hmm. and and they would as cleverly they have figured out that they could sell even more drugs if they simply invented new diseases and convinced people that they need pharmaceuticals to treat them. So wait, are you saying, when you say invent a new disease, are you talking about they're actually creating a disease, or is it something yeah. like ADD I mean, or ADHD? Yeah, I mean, they keep coming up with all the time that we've never had before. So hold you, on, hold you know, on a second. You mean like the incidents of uh, autism that are... Uh, oh, yeah, oh, oh, you name it. There's several of them out there they keep coming up with every year to put in their DSM manual or something. Let me see if I got this straight. Okay, okay. you say, hold on now. Uh, let me see if I've got this straight. When you say new disease... You're talking about something that's not necessarily a sickness, but maybe a mental disorder like an ADHD or ADD, that sort that of thing. Included, and, and just as well, physical ones too. So you See, do believe happened? that you do believe that the pharmaceutical companies are coming up with real uh, calamity-like diseases right. for people. Let me ask this question: Do you believe that the pharmaceutical companies are creating a disease and 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 put foisting it off no, on the American people? No, I don't think people? they're directly involved, okay. but they have some connection to uh, to overseeing that happen. Yes. Okay. Because what they, they they're seeing, what you got to understand is it's a collaboration. That might be well and truly in the arena of of paranoid. Um, and, but I do think that they are taking you know things that. Are, weren't really diseases like ADHD and, um, you know, 
giving drugs to our kids for stuff that they don't need to be giving drugs to our kids I for. I agree with that much. I don't know whether I think that um, you know the government's creating a whole me- a, a plethora of diseases. Maybe they've created a few, but and, and, you know they've gotten loose. But I well, well, see, it's going to support certain people. You, you, I'm, I'm sure you've heard it before that this actually supports a lot of the political campaign. Oh, I, I, I'll give you that. Uh, Big Farm, I'm sure, is uh, supporting candidates across the board, Democrat right. and yeah. Republican. Well, there's certainly no doubt about that, and there is no doubt that uh, we would all be a lot healthier if we can get the government the hell out of regulating uh, health care, oh, abolish the FDA, sure. really allow exactly. for real competition in the marketplace, and then uh, and then you'd have uh, investigative organizations like Consumer Reports but going in there. you'd be surprised and... how frighteningly easy it is for them to do this. So the FDA has actually turned people into hypochondriacs. You realize that in a I, way? I, I, well, how, yes. I, what I'm is sure a hypochondriac? Hy- hypochondriac is a person who believes they're always sick. Yeah, Ooh. in other words, there's all exactly what I'm talking about. There's always something that they and, – and, and more directly, the way this works is they go directly uh, in their advertising straight to the patient by the use of – I mean, you name it, and of course, on TV especially. It's true. I was actually propaganda. watching the uh, John Stossel special, Sick in America. Have you seen that yet? I haven't yet. Do you have internet? I don't. Well, I have access to it. Yeah. Oh, if you if you get a chance, go to YouTube and pull up "Sick in America." I think you really enjoyed it. As somebody who's concerned about this, John Stossel's really on target with that. And thanks for the call. We appreciate yeah. hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Stossel, in his special, interviewed a doctor who has sworn off Medicare. He has sworn he will not take Medicare. He will not take uh, Medicaid. There's not. It's he not will, like this is the only doctor in America that is in this case. You know, uh, I understand in, in that boat, but this. There aren't very many uh, doctors that are like that, that I, from, from my understanding. I'd say probably it would surprise you how many there are. Well, it was interesting. And no, excuse me. He also swore off insurance companies. Oh, no, that might be a different story. Yeah, he swore off insurance companies, and he pointed out that, you know how, uh, actually, uh, Sean was talking about people seeing these advertisements on TV for the Celexa and the mm. you know, fill-in-the-blank drug. He said that 99 times out of 100... He can prescribe a $4 prescription to a patient for some generic medication that was, you know, created years before these newer medications. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know, let's try this first before we go up to the $16 medications or the $160 medications. And he says he has just an amazing amount of success with that sort of thing. And and, uh, really, the, the whole thing was quite an indictment against the entire insurance industry business and government at the same time. It was a brilliant uh, brilliant production. Once again, John Stossel, Sick in America. More on the way. Chris, Tom, and John, your calls as well. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231, SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 800-259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are for free, and those features include live streams, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version, both waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That is freestateproject.org. 
dot org. Uh, on the way here tonight, Mark, you have found something not only fun but useful: supermarket tricks. Mm. We'll talk about some. Uh, what are the, the five supermarket tricks they use to entice you into shopping at their store or something? And like staying in the store, really? Staying when uh, maybe you should go somewhere else and get a better price. Anyway, we'll get to that because uh, we already know the government's probably watching you. We get story after story about that these days. Welcome to the surveillance society. It just keeps getting worse. Uh, in the meantime, though, we go to the phones to the fun. Let's talk. Talk to Chris in Indianapolis. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nick, and Mark. Hello, Chris in Indianapolis. Hi. Hey there. What's on your mind? Uh, I just have some questions for you guys. Okay. Sure. Um, the first one is for Ian. Um, do you know how many people listen to the show? It's That's actually a better question for Mark. Totally speculation. Um, we, don't, we do not pay Arbitron. Which I can is, tell you online. I can tell you on, I right. can tell you a, a partial of online. Um, I can tell you how many downloads our show gets from our podcast, and that's about it. But it's it's minimal compared to what radio listenership is, simply because right. um, you know the the adoption of these uh, new technologies isn't you know pervasive. We we get approximately twenty five hundred downloads per show uh, for for our podcast, and that's you know approximate it shifts depending on the day and that sort of thing. Um, but then that doesn't include our online live listeners, which changes nightly. Sometimes it's around 50 live listeners to our stream, but that's just our stream. That's the broadband stream. Then GCN, our syndicate, the network that uh, syndicates us on radio stations, they have their own stream, and there's usually a few hundred people that listen to that. Uh, there are also five. there are also Internet stations that pick up the show and rebroadcast it, some of them and live. we have no idea how many are listening to that. S- some, of them, hundreds? some of them do it later on. Uh, they'll, they'll, some of them take our live feed and rebroadcast it. Some of them take our podcast and rebroadca- uh, re- rebroadcast that on their stream the next day. Day, so we don't know how many people listen to that, because uh, there's eight or nine different Internet affiliates. I just had a phone call from one of them today that's uh, going to be coming on board with us here uh, probably at the end of the month. So there's all that. And then there's the 30 radio stations that we're on, which are in a various different sized markets and you know various different demographics and people listen. So, so when you look at a, a, a weekly QM number, which is what they call um, anybody who listened to the show for uh, five minutes over the entire week span, so all 18 hours of the show... I'm going to guess, and it's just from experience, um, we're in some pretty good-sized markets in some pretty good, on some pretty good-sized stations, especially on didn't Saturdays. Didn't somebody run some numbers for us on that? Uh, they did, but it, they didn't give me a QM number. I see. They just gave me an average quarter-hour number. Um, 300,000, 400,000. Does that help you, Chris? Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, okay. Uh, next question. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Told you, it was purely speculation. You got a bunch of speculation. <laughs> okay. Okay, next question is uh, is from Mark. Yes. Why is Ian so mean to the callers? I, I think Ian's an intense guy. I don't think he's he's uh, mean. And mean? He <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, mean. You, you, you can be mean to some of the callers. And like who? Give me an example. Well, like you were mean to Tom for a little while. Well, Tom, you know, he gets on and advocates killing people. So I mean, and, what are you supposed to do with that? And, and, and wait, you know, when we're called up in front of the, the federal uh, grand jury uh, for, you know, inciting riots or whatever, we'd yeah. really like to be able to say, well, listen to this call from Tom in New Hampshire who wants to kill cops. We tell him, no, it's a bad idea. You, you understand? I mean, we can't let – I understand. You know, I mean, is it mean to be critical ourselves from these things? Is is it mean to be critical of somebody's ideas? No, there was like this. There was like this stretch to where Ian was like really mean to all the callers, and I just never asked the question, so Hmm. I didn't know. Okay. Uh, The next question is for Ian. Yeah. If Lauren Canario were single and Julia weren't around, would you go out with Lauren Canario? 
She is a hell of a lady. I, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I only ask because you uh, talk about her all the time. She is a little out of my age bracket. She's in her early 50s, I in my oh. late 20s. Uh, okay. But but nonetheless, she is a spunky lady, and uh, she, she, I think it will be a hell of an interesting situation to be in a relationship with Lauren Canario. Leave it at Ian has a great deal of respect for Lauren I sure Canario. do. She really is a great person. How about you, uh, uh, Nick? Uh, what, how, how do you feel about Lauren? Uh, she's a little too old for me to actually yeah. go out with, but she's she's a wonderful lady. But if you could find a lady like Lauren at your in your age bracket, I mean, man, you'd snap her up, right? Just somebody with that uh, level of uh, intensity and activism and just... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. See, I'm already okay. gushing about her right now. Uh, so, go, so uh, any other questions? Yeah, the last one's from Mark. Uh-huh. Would Ian survive in prison? Uh, prison is so overrated. Prison is not Oz. Um, Oz has taken all the incidents that happen, you know, at, across the nation, and it stuffs it into one week, as though you know five guys get shanked to death in the showers <laughs> or something like that. I was in prison for eight and eight years, six months, twenty-one days, and. Uh, I never saw anyone get shanked. Yes, a guy got killed at the prison I was um, at one of the prisons I was at, um, and you know people got cut and and that kind of thing. But it what it didn't happen that often. That, that's a long period of time, eight years. Imagine how much crime goes on in your town. This is a, a compound of a thousand people. Didn't you have my body type when you went in too? Yeah, I was a really skinny dude. Yeah, and I managed to make it. So there you go, Chris. Thanks for the call. Appreciate You'd have to the keep questions. his mouth shut though. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. What do you mean, like snitch on people? I wouldn't do that. No, you'd have to keep your mouth shut. Right, as opposed to snitching on people or something. No, no, you wouldn't snitch on people. Right. And I know the rules. Just saying, you don't. Uh, you don't. I'd find Flame people's uh, emotions in I, prison. I think I'd find something to sell to people in prison. That's what I do. I try to make a little bit of money from the prisoners. I'm not sure what that would be, but uh, there's got to be a way to. Get into the marketplace there. Yeah, well, you're gonna. They, they don't have the uh, the the restrictions that police in the real world have. They're just gonna come come and throw your room. Yes, I understand. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Let's talk to. Oh, speaking of Tom in New Hampshire, there he is. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Tom. Hello. Hello. Hi. How's the sound quality? Super. What's on your mind? <laughs> well, this this telephone that I bought. At an antique sale, I was just wondering how is the sound quality coming through? Okay? Are you really on an antique phone? Because it, it, it sounds, sounds perfect. It, yeah, it's the kind with the handle that you turn round and round and round to get the operator. Oh please, you don't yeah, have that. It's it's called a crank phone, and I've been using it to make crank calls. That's funny. <laughs> Goodbye now. Oh, Tom cranked us. Huh? That's cute. All right, let's talk to John in Arkansas. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. John's gone. John is gone. Okay. That's a shame. I thought that was homeless John there for a moment. Haven't heard from him for a while. 800-259-9231. Let's Police do... officer must move along. <laughs> Let's do the uh, the supermarket tricks, Mark. Five of them. Five supermarket tricks that you're going to share with us to uh, help improve our buying experiences. I like a good consumer article. From that'sfit.com. Uh, and I, that's the reason I got this article. I know you love grocery stores. It's really your only time you really get out and oh, see people in a week. Stop it. <laughs> We were out and about today, as a matter of really, fact. Really, what'd you do? Well, we went out for lunch, and then we went out eat? to... Uh, it's the sandwich place. I don't remember what it's called. They the sell sandwiches. sandwich place. You like the bomb or something like that. Oh, you went to uh, yeah. De Antonio's yeah. or De yeah. Giorno's or something like that. DeAngelo's. DeAngelo's, yeah. Then we oh. went out and ran a few errands and that sort of thing. Well, I'm good to see. How many people did you talk to that weren't uh, employed at these places? I don't know. None. All right. These days, you've really got to have your game face on when you head to buy groceries. 
Supermarkets have quite a few tricks that they use. These side tricks. Tricks might be a mean word here. That they use to get you to buy what they want to sell. To keep you in the store as long as possible and to encourage impulse purchases. Here are just a few of the methods they use so that you can be ready to shop smart. Number one, eye candy. Tempting impulse items aren't just located at the cash register. Many stores put candy, sweets, um, sweet aisles directly opposite the cereal aisle so that your must-have cereal easily leads to the must-avoid candy, especially if your kids are along. It's true. I've seen that one done a ton of times. Yeah. Candy's, candy's the same as crack for kids. It's amazing how much they love candy. It's, it's not the same at every store. In fact, Walmart uh, here in town has the candy on the midway. They've moved it out of the actual food aisles, mm-hmm. and they've put it onto the midway. The, so everyone walking aisle. down the middle of the store sees the candy. And I personally, I have to avoid it. I it don't makes like me want it anymore. Yeah, I don't, I don't no, buy I don't it, but... Candy. Uh, all right, so there's four more. We'll talk about it. Your calls as well at 800-259-9231. The tricks they use to get you to buy stuff you might not need to be buying. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. Sickles, CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Get signed up for the updates at updates.freetalklive.com. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. That's updates.freetalklive.com. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click Join Us Today. We'll find liberty together. That's rlc.org. So we're talking about uh, an article that reveals five sneaky tricks that your local supermarket grocery store might be using to tempt you into purchasing items you might not necessarily have had on your list. So the first one they mentioned was strategically placing the candy next to the cereals. I generally don't go um, to the grocery store with a list. Now, I'll admit, really? uh, when I lived on my own, I did my grocery shopping. Now I generally don't. Um, if I go in the grocery my wife doesn't usually take me because I, I, I look at things. I wander around. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, not, you know, it, it, it's not the way she goes to the grocery store. But when I went, I would go up and down. Does she bring a list? I, yes, she does. Okay. Bring, she does bring a list. Um, I would walk up and down every single aisle. I would look at the things that uh, I would want to have and decide if I wanted to put them in my cart and then do so. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I appreciate things being uh, displayed well. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But you know, their their point is still valid that you put the candy next right across from the cereal. That way, all the kids that are in the cereal aisle start asking mom and dad to buy the candy for them, and you know that's going to result in some sales. Right. And it probably results in sales from adults, too, because I know that, you know, even though I personally am not interested in buying candy for myself anymore, I still can't help but have my eye, my eye drawn to the colorful yeah, every packaging. Every once in a while, the, the, the Dove promises will draw me in. Mm. Yeah. You're such a fruit. <laughs> what? What? They're it's like good. Some, some chocolatey candy, right? It, it's just chocolate, yeah. right? It's just milk chocolate, but it's good milk chocolate. I don't know. Dove seems like kind of a chick brand to me. No, I'm, I'm sure it's marketed to chicks that have good taste in chocolate. <laughs> All right, in caps. People often assume, and I'm guilty of this one, the author of this, that because something is featured and stacked up at the end of the aisle, that it must be on sale or new or some other kind of special. Rarely is that the case. <laughs> But then you already got in, um, in your head that you want one. So apparently they 
It's just well, end caps are marketing. Sometimes you'll see stuff that's in the end caps is also, like, with the beer, they do that a lot. But yeah. then you'll walk by the beer aisle, and it's the same price, and it's the same stuff is in stock. Sure, they're just featuring a, yeah. a product. Yeah. That's okay. I don't think well, that's a trick, really. Right. I I'm, I'm not sure that any of these are tricks. Yeah. Um, shuffling, uh, shelf shuffles. Supermarkets often rearrange the order and location of basic items in a blatant effort to keep customers looking longer and spending more time in the store shopping. I think that's actually uh, probably a good thing because then you are, you know, you don't know quite where everything is necessarily and you're more likely to see an item that you hadn't seen before. Whereas if you're used to coming in and getting the same items over and over again, then you may not have, uh, I understand that's what they want. They want you to spot a new item and, and, and purchase it, but that could be a good thing for you. I mean, it's, it's a good thing to, to change up what you're eating from uh, now and then. I mean, you don't want to order hamburgers every single week, do you? So that could be helpful. I think a hamburger is something you should have in your refrigerator at all times. Is that right? Oh, I don't know. The The problem is uh, when it comes to things in the freezer is I'll often open up the freezer and look at all the things that I'm not allowed to have because it's not thawed out. Why Why do we have this stuff if I can't eat it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. What is something that Nick has in his uh, fridge at all times? Um... <laughs> Well, milk's an essential item. I think everybody's got that. Yeah, but I've got that, the milk. That gets in the Here, way. Let me let me show you how you do this. Hot dogs with the cheese in the middle. Mm. Do you really? I absolutely do. I've never had such a thing. <laughs> well, that's because you don't try new things. That's not true at all. I'm the one around here that tries new things. It's Julia that doesn't try new things. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She hasn't got past the yummy stage when it comes to food. <laughs> yeah, see, whatever I have in the fridge is usually what's on sale. I go for what's I'm that kind cheap. of guy. I go, I mean, if, if there's the 99 cent a pound chicken or something i most things i don't buy on an impulse but usually if i go into the meat aisle mm-hmm. since you know meat's a little bit pricier you kind of pick and choose and not pork something... recently i've seen no well i bought some of that on sale Man, actually i i you know with the way um from since mad cow beef's just been going up and up Has and it? up and i'd rather have pork anyway it seems like hmm. anyway go on cozy spots to relax by incorporating comfortable places to relax like cafes and coffee shops, oh. grocery stores make it easy for you to make shopping almost an all-morning or all-afternoon event. The more time you spend, <laughs> do people the more really time do that? Buy. Maybe I, if you've got to get a whole like, maybe if you've got a family and you you're one of those shoppers that loads the entire cart full of things. You've seen these people. Oh yeah, right? it's amazing. At that point, I could see spending that would take a lot of time. But I mean, the average bachelor or whatever isn't going to spend a morning at the grocery store. I can't imagine. I, I've never sat in one of the cafes in one of these grocery stores either. I've gotten coffee there and mm-hmm. and uh, you know tootled around, but I didn't actually sit down at the tables and enjoy a muffin or something like that. I have eaten um, deli sandwiches mm-hmm. at grocery stores before. At but the sit-down area. At right? the sit-down area. Well, but, then you have sat down at the grocery store. Right, but, the, you know, a deli sandwich, that's what I came to buy. That, well, we've done it, too. I mean, we bought uh, some stuff at their, uh, their deli and sat down and ate it, and I don't know if it enticed us to go and buy more things. In fact, one Being, could argue that if you're not hungry, then you won't buy as much stuff. Right, but this is a place to relax, so I don't know whether this is uh, exactly what they're talking about. The cafes and coffee shops. Well, that's what they've got over over here. They've okay. got one of those cafe things. You can get some stuff at the deli and go over there and eat it. It's convenient. I don't know. A, a, a cafe, to me, means um, uh, a little coffee shop. I see. I mean, it could mean a place to eat, but... Uh, is there one more? Tantalizing smells. 
Stores often position the bakery or deli near the entrance so that the first thing you smell and think of when you walk in is freshly baked sweets and rotisserie mm-hmm. chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, fried chicken, too. You can smell that fried yeah, chicken a mile they will, away. They will get me all the time with that fried chicken. I love fried chicken. I think they've got some sort of a smokestack that goes up on top of the building, sort of like like the restaurants do, mm-hmm. where they just sort of pump the fried chicken smell out all day long. It would be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed that. that the, the smells can be hard to resist sometimes. Right. That's, yeah. Good stuff. Is that it, Mark? That's that's, that's one? those are the five tricks. Yeah, that's not the trickiest of you, things. You you like you love a good grocery store story, so you know I do love going to the grocery. I store. I know it's your it, big outing for the week. It is. Uh, are you going to use that <laughs> joke five more times it's, this evening? It's the God's honest truth. It is not the truth whatsoever. It's my second outing for the week. Uh, but seriously though, I I love the grocery store. I mean, it's such a a, a wonder of the marketplace, really. Think about all the thousands of products that are housed under one roof. I mean, there's probably a couple thousand products in one aisle alone at the grocery mm-hmm. store. And it's just, I don't, I never get tired. I, I never get a, From everywhere, too. Um, yeah. You know, they have artichoke hearts in, in some kind of oil, and then they'll have the... Uh, from Chile or something like right, that. Right. They, they'll have the ethnic foods, Goya, and that kind of thing. It, Ooh, it yeah. certainly does come from everywhere. So I, I like that, and I, and I never get tired of it. it. It doesn't get old to me. There's always something new to see, something uh, a new sale. I'm, one, I'm like you, Nick. If it's on sale, there's a high likelihood I will purchase it. But you always have to remember, that's, that's kind of a trick, too. Just because something is on sale doesn't necessarily mean you're getting a great deal. Well, I look at price per pound and things like that. Right. I, mean, I, I go for cheap. I'm cheap. Absolutely. At the grocery store, anyway, I'm cheap. So why at the grocery store? Because when you eat out, that's when you're really getting, um, you know, well, you're I, paying a lot. I don't really eat out that much because okay. food is just kind of you eat it and it's then fuel. it's gone. Yeah. Okay. And I don't really like dumping my disposable income into something that's. Yeah, you're the one that eats you know. out every day here, Mark. Now I don't and think either. I, of don't, us I don't like to prepare food. You know, you don't always have to buy expensive to get good food. A lot of it's in preparation, or you know, you you still have to be choosy. You can't. That's just really buy the problem anything. for me, though. I I don't want to prepare it. Oh, well, that would get in the way, yeah. yeah. Do you consider a microwave preparation? <laughs> you're, you're pushing it when it comes to microwaves. <laughs> That's too much. Too much for Mark. You can't pull back a you know, corner of a lid, pop it in the mic for four minutes, go away and do something else. That's so awful. Yeah, well, I, I would prefer not to. I like, I like my food placed before me. Wow. Spoiled brat. Let's yeah. go to the phones. Talk to Sam in Mississippi. That. You're on Free Talk Live, Sam. Oh, yeah, I, I just got to say, I think you guys are pretty paranoid on, on GCN. Uh, well, who's, wait a minute, now wait a minute, Free Talk Live doesn't have anything to do with the other programs on this network. Oh, all right, well, oh, I'm sorry. Have you but listened you to the show before? <laughs> what have we been talking about this hour that's paranoid? You know, about that story about that girl getting followed up there in New York. But that's she a, was followed. That's a national oh, news story. They wouldn't do that. Why? Oh, please. You know as well as I do they absolutely would do that because the uh, the news has come out that has made it very clear that uh, there's been infiltration and all kinds of investigation of very, very benign groups. Not I mean, according to Fox News Channel, they're not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> We're not trying to jump to any conclusions. We just try to read the news and, yeah, and report the facts. Yeah, I'm not talking. Uh, I, I'm not trying to say that uh, we're more fair and balanced than anybody else. And uh, we all know that Fox News certainly isn't fair and balanced. You shouldn't believe us. You shouldn't believe Fox News, and you shouldn't well, believe anybody else on this network. Well. I just got to say, I think y'all are paranoid. Thanks for the All call. Right. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. You know what? You're only paranoid. Or you, you are paranoid if they really are out. You, ah, damn it. Right. You're I only paranoid that. if they're not really out to get you. Something like that. Yeah. 
Hour two's coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. Wake and up. Mark. Hello. Mm-hmm. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are for free. And uh, so enjoy those on us. That, again, is freetalklive.com. You know, we haven't talked about immigration in a little while here. I've had emails building up. People are still concerned about this as an issue. And, Mark, you had a story that uh, you wanted to get to. We'll get to that. But let me hit this email first from Stephen. He says, hey, guys, most uh, must comment on the immigration debate. I think you are right that most of the objections to free immigration are not only invalid but downright illusory. The idea, for example, that Mexican immigrants are disproportionately criminal is simply false. If anything, they're the opposite. They're honest and hard workers. But that's the problem. These guys work too hard. I used to work at a pizza hut in my teenage years, and I can tell you that the Mexican immigrant by far outclassed all of the other demographics represented by that workforce in terms of their willingness to sacrifice themselves for the job. This is and was typical of immigrants from all places during all times in our history and is encapsulated in the phrase immigrant work ethic. That actually means something. So what? So that means that the threat that these immigrants pose to the job security of the unskilled American laborer is very, very real. They will, you know, and and this is a very short-sighted um, view of things. Immigrants have, uh, at least in um, la- last century, the 20th century, really pushed unions. They made, they? Um, they did. Hmm. They were big into unions, and um, you know, they made the uh, they made the shorter work week. They made things better for American workers. But American workers just don't, they don't like the idea of competition. It's true. They will either take those jobs or their presence will reduce wages among unskilled labor such that Americans really do lose their way of life as they're forced to adjust to a lower income. That's no minor detail to these people. Just imagine yourself having to suddenly adapt to earnings of 25 to 50 percent less. That would cause some problems, I'm sure, especially if you have bills to pay proportional to your former level of income. Oh, I'm sure that's true. Now, okay. Yes, and I am sure that's true as well. But you expect me to feel sorry for Americans that are so piss poor with the money management that they can't handle a pay cut? Well, a lot of people um, live paycheck to paycheck, and I too flippin' bad. I understand Get some how, management ability. I understand how you agree with um, how you feel about that, but at the same time, it's just the it's the marketplace. What do you mean? That's that's how it is. Well, what about companies that uh, are out there that? They provide a, a product or service, and for some reason or another, another company comes out with a better product or service in that uh, particular arena, and their sales go away. Crimea River, that's the way I'm, the, I'm, the yeah, cookie I'm just crumbles. Saying that, you know, that's, how, that's what it is. You're supplying labor. As a laborer, no matter what it is that you do, you supply labor. And right. it's not like an electrician can't learn to do new things. Sure. All kinds of people change their professions. Right. I mean, nobody is doing typewriter manufacturing anymore. Yep. Those people are all out doing something else. Nobody is, very few people are making horseshoes, mm-hmm. you know. So the, these are all trades that went away. Glass blowers. Yeah. I mean, there are still a few people sure. that do There's these things. There's artisans out there that have managed to, uh, you know, stick around for whatever reason. 
But uh, well, and we have to remember that as the cheaper, the lower paying jobs are filled by people who can work for less, that frees up more capital. So while it will be a short term cut for some American workers, that will lead to the creation of new capital, new industries, and new wealth. Mm-hmm. So That's eventually, new jobs will be created. Right, and it won't necessarily take that long. And the market right. operates pretty quickly. Right. I mean, it, it it adjusts to new conditions fairly rapidly and uh, and effectively. But I'm not going to to be upset for those Americans who are living hand to mouth. I'm not going to feel sorry for them if all of a sudden a ju- you know a change comes their way. Look, you could get fired for any number. And it's of not reasons. all of a sudden though. I mean, you're making it seem you're talking about impending doom, and that's just not so. People, you can read the waves if. If you're uh, the only white guy in the field picking fruit right now, <laughs> like maybe you couldn't see the the handwriting on the wall. But I'll tell you, it used to be a lot more white people out there picking fruit. If you're the you know the, the only guy on the roof putting down tiles that uh, can't speak Spanish, hey, you know maybe maybe adios, can, yeah, muchacho. I think you're right about that, Mark. And in fact, I'd, I'd be interested to see how many white people are in the fields these days in America. I don't imagine there are too many of them um, because you know they just don't want to do the work. They're not willing to compete. I, I don't think for the wage. Can, I don't. I don't think that you can say um, that you can't draw conclusions based on race, whether that race is Mexican, whether it's white, or anything. You know, there's the, the fact is, if you are working in how the about fields, Americans, Americans. I, Whatever their color is, Americans I don't think you aren't can draw really a interested. Based on you know, some Americans work hard, some don't. Some are work, willing to work for less than others. Uh, you know, there's just find me an all-American field crew, Mark, and then you'll have a point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they, Americans are spoiled. They want a nice sit-down job, an indoor job, air conditioning, that sort of thing. And great, that's cool. You can have that. That works out there. Uh, but please learn a little bit about money management. And don't come to me complaining because it could be an immigrant that comes in and decides to and, you know, your employer decides to give him a job. But it could also be a kid. It could also be you could have been slaving away at some manufacturing plant for who knows how long. And then you think you feel like you're owed your job, like you've been here for 20 years. And so, therefore, you've got your tenure and you deserve to and this stay young here. Punk comes in here and takes my job. Right. You deserve to stay here until the day you die. Well, no, you don't. It's not your job. It's the business owner's job. And he can give it to whoever he wants at any time, unless you're under some contract that says that you do have that job for X period of time. And I don't think most people in a factory are working under contract. So unless they're union, true. But, uh, but if a kid comes along and he can push the same buttons that you're pushing, and he's willing to do it for ten dollars an hour instead of fifteen dollars an and hour, and he can be on time and not be sick and do all kinds of um, other things, because there's you know, and employers are willing to pay for experience. They're sure. willing to pay for reliability. reliability. They're willing to pay for all these things, uh, competence. So those are the things you bring to the job market. Well, don't lose them. Well, and what you touched on about not being sick all the time is going to be more important soon, especially since a lot of businesses now have their own accord are providing health insurance for their workers, and because a lot of states are probably going to require it pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So by requiring health insurance, we may be forcing a lot of older people or people prone to sickness out of the job market because oh, it drives that company's insurance rates up. That. 
that is one reason why they fire older people and hire a new person for the position. Because it's too risky. Their health insurance pool, their health insurance rates go down, and that's less overhead to offer. Right. Whereas they wouldn't necessarily have had a problem employing those people if they didn't have to provide with the uh, to provide health care to them. Absolutely. So again, there are all sorts of market situations. Immigration is just one factor. All sorts of reasons why your job could be gone tomorrow. Okay, and you can blame it on immigrants if you want to. That's just you finding a scapegoat. That's just you finding someone convenient to uh, attach all your problems to. It's all their fault. Oh, my way of life's been ruined. Look, they're driving around on their Mexican flags hanging from the, the rearview mirrors. The problem they hate is us. that one of the biggest problems in this country, period, is financial ignorance. People in America, they do not get it. They don't have financial intelligence. They were never taught financial intelligence, how to handle their money, that sort of thing. Even just the basics. Many Americans don't even understand saving. I mean, just the most simple concepts. Well, our, our economy isn't set up for saving, really. True, mm-hmm. with all the debt and, and, uh, and the printed money. I understand that, Mark. But n- nonetheless, it's a good thing to have a little nest egg. It right? absolutely is. Uh, a little rainy day money, that sort of thing, despite how the economy is set up. And don't gamble it on anything like stocks. But, you know, right. I, I guess stocks really aren't a gamble. But don't gamble it on any kind of big business venture. Stocks are definitely a gamble unless you're getting like a money market fund or something. Well, like I, yeah, well, not a money market fund, but uh, you know, a mutual fund. You're not going to lose your money. It right. may go down. But if you're picking a stock and dumping money into that, then that right. is a gamble. Especially if that stock is Enron. So, uh, so again, please, as soon as America gets an understanding of how money works, then none of this will be an issue for them. Unfortunately, for now it is. So continue with Stephen's email. He says, uh, so that means that... He says, imagine yourself having to suddenly adapt to earnings of 25 or 50% less. He says, that would cause some problems, I'm sure, especially if you have bills to pay proportional to your former level of income. As Ian has pointed out, there's no finite number of jobs, and more jobs will eventually be created. Very true. But that won't happen overnight. In fact, it might take a very long time, and is almost certain to happen at a slower rate than immigrants cross the border if we had perfectly free immigration. So, the temporary depression of wages is a certainty, the only uncertainty being the length of time required for the correction. And I'm not as um, a pessimistic as Stephen is. I'm pretty sure the market acts relatively quickly in these areas, as long as they aren't prevented from acting by government regulation. But he's got a few more thoughts, and we'll come back with that in your calls as well. 800-259-9231, whether it's immigration or whatever you want to talk about, you can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The wiki's there. Over 1,400 pages created by listeners just like you. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. Head over to wiki, W-I-K-I, dot freetalklive.com to get interactive. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early-out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. 
Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. We're talking about immigration. Uh, Steve has emailed in, and he's concerned. He understands that immigrants are very hardworking, and he says that's the problem. He says they come in here, and they're going to take people's jobs, and then these guys are going to have to work for less money. The Americans, that is, he says, are going to have to work for less money, and that's a bad thing. He says he understands the market will shift and adjust, but he's just worried about how long it'll take. He's worried about these people that will be in dire straits in the meantime. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not as uh, as paranoid as he is about this. I think the market is, is fairly effective at adjusting to differing conditions of supply and demand. And that uh, if indeed people have to go and get another job for a little while, that it, you know, where they're making slightly less, well, eventually prices, if, if indeed what he's saying is true and there's this huge influx of people that's going to drive wages down, well, that means they're driving down overhead. And if they're driving down overhead, then that means eventually prices will be driven down as well as competition, as you know, businesses are competing for buyers in the marketplace. If their overhead's lower, they'll pass on that savings to their customers. And don't deny it. They will absolutely do it because of competition. Uh, they pass on their savings, and therefore everybody saves more money. So the people that he's talking about having to live on less would be able to live on less because products would be cheaper. You know, um, it... it, it Sometimes you do have to do things to make ends meet uh, over brief periods while you're looking for a new job, that kind of thing. I remember um, a radio station I was working for was changing hands, and essentially everybody was fired uh, by the old owner, um, you know, while they waited for the paperwork to go through for the new owner to buy um, Mm. the station. So I had to get a job. Somebody had to pay the mortgage at my house, and I was the only one living in it. Right. So that was me. And... I went out and I got a job driving a taxi. Do you think I wanted to drive a taxi? I wanted to get up at 5.30 in the morning in order to get out there and drive that taxi. You know, former on-air personality, uh, you know, making good money doing sales. Yeah, I didn't want to do that. But all of a sudden, your situation changed and was completely out of your your control. It didn't have anything to do with immigrants, right. but your situation changed and you managed to adjust to it. You didn't pick up the phone and complain to the boss, did you? Right. Oh, when are you gonna get this deal through? You know, maybe maybe um, you're a frame carpenter out there making twenty twenty five an hour, and uh, some Mexican will come along and do it for twelve. You're gonna pass laws so that he can't come in the country. That's I didn't. Do, I, you know, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. That seems wrong it's to wrong. me. wrong. So wrong. Because if he's doing it for half the cost, then again, overhead goes down, prices go down to the end consumer. That's a good thing. We want lower prices, don't we? Lower prices help poor people. Lower prices help middle class people. The rich, well, they don't really... It doesn't really matter for them. But for, for poor people and people that are on limited incomes and that don't have a lot of money to spend, if prices go down, that's a great thing. Because it puts more money into their pocket. It allows more money to stay in their pocket. And again, we've already gone over the reasons why immigration enforcement won't work. I mean, there, we can, I'm sure that you've got another story about immigration, Mark. I'm sure we'll touch on that. Because, so, I mean, even if you do want to pass laws against all this, good luck. You, I, I, bet, I bet you'll have about as much luck stopping immigration as the government has had luck stopping drugs. Yeah. Okay? Uh, but a few more thoughts from Stephen, then we roll into the phone calls here. He says that... What this means is perfectly free immigration will ruin at least some Americans' lives, that of the unskilled worker living in areas highly populated by immigrants. So we can't pretend like there's no downside to this. There's a considerable upside, of course, which more than compensates for the down, but the down is real and it will ruin certain individuals' lives. So I don't really... Ruin is such a terrible term. I mean, ruin means you can't rebuild it. Yeah. And that's just not correct. People rebuilt after New Orleans, you know, the Hurricane I, Katrina. I mean, people lose their jobs that's all ruined. the time. That's not ruined. 
I'm sorry. You know, it's it's uncomfortable, but it's one of those the fa- you know one of those facts of life. Likely, you'll have to deal with losing a job that you didn't want to lose. I think that's an attitude, though, that a lot of Americans have. That if their standard of living changes, it's ruined. My life has been re- altered and altered forever. I'll never make it back from this. And it's really just a defeatist, uh, kind of a sad, pathetic attitude. I mean, Nick, you're in the real estate business. Oh, yeah. And That's, things have been tight lately. It comes and it goes, you oh, know? Yeah. What do you do What do you do in the downtime? Um, I'll pick up odd jobs. I yeah. Mean, what kind of odd jobs? Uh, I do landscaping and flower planting work for the company. Mm-hmm. I work on a farm as a side job, at least I have this summer. You know, I'm considering you don't sit around and mope, a, or, mope in your misery. No. Um, I mean, I'm the, considering picking up a night shift somewhere doing something for a awesome. couple days a week. So, you know, it's... It's not a big deal. Doing right. what it takes, I think, it, you know, it it shows the medal of, uh, you know, somebody who's really got it together. Somebody, a hero. Yep. And doing what of, it takes. There are a lot of Americans that are like Nick and that are like you, Mark, and that are willing to do what it takes and that aren't going to complain. They're going to go out and get another gig, uh, even if it takes a, even if it's a pay cut. They'll slash their uh, their spending. They'll cut down on the amount of beers that they're drinking during the week and that sort of thing. And they'll do what it takes. It's these whiners, these complainers that I want nothing to do with. You know, if you have a tough time and you complain about it, don't come don't come crying to me. Don't blame me and don't blame an immigrant because you weren't able to save a little bit of your money because you felt like you had to go out and buy that 24-pack every single Friday night. And have the plasma screen TV. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, but we also have to remember that a lot of people who would have to compete and have to find some other situation to make ends meet don't in America anymore because there is a welfare state. And if you just stop making money, you can generally... Go on some kind of assistance program. Mm. Well, so that's that, true. You know that there's no incentive to work these lower end jobs if you can't make as much as you do on welfare. So that's part of the problem. Right. They get on it and they never get on. To to work. So so I don't really get too shocked when those same certain individuals oppose the idea and in doing so come up with and cling to various rationalizations. That's only human, I believe. Now you might say that this is another example of a problem that wouldn't exist if government didn't close the borders in the first place. And he says there is some truth to that. If the Mexican border had been free for the last 50 years, wages would already be at some sort of equilibrium and no major disruptions would be likely. That is, after all, what a new policy of free immigration would be, an economic disruption like introducing a new species into an ecosystem. That's not true. He's looking at it the wrong, the wrong way. The system has been disrupted. By getting the government out of it, it would set it back to its natural order. I, I, I think that he's making a valid point there. It's a disruption. This is currently the way things are. Setting it back to its natural order is... You know, it's a disruption. But also, remember the other side of the coin, and that is that because there is immigration laws, or there are immigration laws, that gives employers, certain employers, a, a, an ability to leverage over the, immigra- uh, the immigrants that they never would have in the marketplace. So a lot of these immigrants will come over illegally, they'll get a job, and then the employer will hold that over them. You know, well, uh, you, sorry, you can't go across the street to the competitor and work for more or whatever, because I'm going to report you to INS or ICE, and so the employer, you know, he sort of holds some cards that he wouldn't normally hold in the regular marketplace situation, and that throws off the marketplace equilibrium as well as far as supply and demand for labor. These immigrants that are coming here, the illegal immigrants, aren't necessarily free workers. Not a, in, in many cases, they're enslaved by the coyotes that bring them over the border. So, again, getting the government out of it would simply be setting the marketplace to the way it's supposed to be. More on the way. You can take control. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. 
Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Live, and it is your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. It's a place to go. The archives are there. An entire year's worth of the program right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience. So enjoy those on us at freetalklive.com. And if you or perhaps someone you know needs a primer on some of the subjects we talk about on Free Talk Live, you should check out the Liberty Radio Underground. It's an elementary introduction to libertarianism, and each show concisely handles a single topic in less than 10 minutes. It's great for someone new to Liberty. Go to libertyradiounderground.com today and grab an episode. That's libertyradiounderground.com as we go to the phones. To the fun, you take control. Robert in Tampa. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Robert. Robert in Tampa. Hello? Hey, what's on your mind? Taxes. Okay. What about them? All right. So I filed my return, like, right on time. Is this Corey? Two weeks ahead. It is Corey. Corey. Oh. What's your real name? My real name is Robert. Okay, Robert, we believe you. It, it's what? R- R- Randy? <laughs> Raphael? Rand- Randall? Randall, that's right. Okay, Randall from Tampa. Go okay, ahead. Okay, then, Joe. <laughs> All right. So anyway, yeah, your taxes. my tax return. Okay. And Wait a minute. It's I, it's September. Are you talking about earlier this year, or you just filed it right now? No, earlier the year. Okay, gotcha. In the year. Gotcha. And I you're a college it. student. What are you claiming? Like old beer cans? I got tuition to pay. All right, man. Okay. So go ahead. Anyway, well, I don't really pay it, but yeah, on right. there. Anyway, so I don't get my refund. It's like oh. six hundred dollars. I could really use it. Right. Sure. I still haven't gotten it. Huh. Crooks. How did you file? Did you do the uh, the e-file thing, or was it by mail? Both, actually. You filed twice? Maybe I might have confused, confused them. <laughs> no, 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 because I called them like a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. They never got it. Oh, uh, wow. From Uh-oh. the mail or e-file? E-file. Hmm. So then you mailed it off? Yeah. And when did you do that? About right after I found out they... Didn't get it. So about a so month, about a month, month ago. So, you know, they're the IRS. They don't move too quick. Uh, they probably probably got a lot of taxes, tax forms in there that are late, and they probably don't have the same level of staff on board right now that they do. Or I I'm know. sure I'm, you'll get it. It's, um, But, you know, I, I'm not I, sure I can, of any of that. I can hear the frustration. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have even filed for it if I didn't have, like, payroll taxes. Like, if they didn't take it right out of my check. Right. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't blame you for that either. Um, you know, what can you, t- what can you say? That the IRS, it's government bureaucracy, they, they're awful, and uh, they've got your money, and what, you, what are you going to do about it, you know? All you can really do uh, is keep calling them. Is right? there any way you can, like, have them not take it out of your paycheck? Ooh, there are there's magic that, numbers you can write down on the W two form. Yeah, the uh, the withholding form that you fill out when you first get your job. You can get another one of those forms and refill it out, and that may there may be a way to instruct your company to no longer withhold you, the taxes. I think there's an exempt box that you can say you're exempt for some reason or another. Yeah, I, don't take advice from us. So right, I'm not I'm not, I'm, I'm not suggesting where you're going to end up but if you, you know, do such a thing. Get married or something. Here's what I I'm would do. I'm not sure that being married no, uh, is any kind of real help. advantage. Um, here's what I would do. I'd go gay to the married? a gay marriage. Yeah, being married. Know. Oh, okay. I thought he was going gay. I don't know. 
Uh, I hey, doubt it. Well, here's what you should do: go to go to the Free Talk Live BBS and then post a question there about you know what. I, I'm sure there's somebody on the BBS that's actually done this, that has actually refilled out the W-2 to make it so that the company does not take the uh, the, the taxes out. Because basically, the, your point would be that you want to do your own taxes and that you don't want the company handling that for you. You want to handle all of that on your own. And so the question would be, what do you have to do? Which boxes do you have to check to make that happen? And, and uh, we wish you the best there, Joey. Also, I got another one. Yeah. How do I get an immigrant to take my job? Because I really don't like it. What is your job? <laughs> it's retail. Retail? I figured you'd be out there ripping the uh, little tickets in half at the movie theater or something. No. Nah, where, where are you working, Jimmy? Steve? Um, a uh, high-end retailer. Really? Well, that's not very really likely. Yeah, yeah, your job's pretty safe. Yeah, you're okay. Because they need people that will speak English, and a lot right. of immigrants coming over the border, they they don't speak English, um, so that's going to that's gonna lock, knock them out right. of the competition. Right, I mean, you, your command of the English language, however you know, uh, weird and uh, stonerish it may, may be, is, is good enough to keep your job. He's not a stoner. You're not I'm a stoner. I'm just saying it sounds like it. Are you? Wow, that, that was insulting. Yeah, yeah you'll he, be all right. Thanks for the call, dude. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. <laughs> Let's talk to Marcus. Listening in the radio, apparently. Marcus, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey guys. Hey, where are you where are you listening to the show? In Iowa. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so, what's on your mind, Marcus? Well, you know, I consider myself somewhat of a libertarian. I guess maybe I'm not as much as I thought I was. Um, based on um, some of your comments um, regarding the email. Um, you know, I'm for immigration, obviously. Um, Great. You have, you got to have immigration in a, in a country to weed out the um, people. Well, you got to have immigration. <laughs> I, I guess I wouldn't call it that. In a country that proclaims to be a free country, it makes sense to have immigration. Correct. Through, you know, through normal means. I mean, it's it's got to be, I mean, it basically, there's a, there's a couple of things. I mean, I kind of was writing some things down because I was on hold for a while. But anyway, sure. um you know, free market is affected by um, internal and external factors, and one of those external factors is immigration. It's, it's, it's kind of like defense and everything else. I mean, a, a market can be affected by, you know, people bombing the hell out of you. You know, you can't have a good, you know, adequate market if you're, you know, getting shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to have defense. And, and one of the things is, you know, the, that's what the federal government is is intended for. I mean, you know, they're supposed to be there to control... Where, the, uh, where in the Constitution does it talk about the federal government regulating um, immigration? Not immigration, defense. Okay. okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was under the impression that you were saying the federal government uh, <laughs> was there for regulating uh, no. immigration. No. Okay, but, go on. But we have, a, you know, as a... For instance, Texas as a state, um, the federal government... They have a, they, you know, or I'm sorry, the, the, Texas as a state has a border that borders a country that is sovereign to the United States. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, it's also so, Texas is, you know, sovereign to Mexico. Mexico is sovereign to Texas. You know, we're, we're, you know, there's a border there. That border is is much like, I mean, you know, if it was a river, or if it was an ocean, or it, you know, if it was just a, a sidewalk, mm-hmm. um, it's still a border. It still needs to be defended, and it still needs to be protected. And mm. to me, that is the same thing as, um, you know, a defense of a country. I mean, you know, Texas has a right. Defend from uh, what, though, exactly? Well, if you have, uh, um, if you have a, a million people working normal jobs, say, you know, say they're normal, mm-hmm. um, 
whatever jobs they happen to be, and all of a sudden, you know, we don't have an immigration policy, which basically we haven't been enforcing it for a long time, and now we've got um, illegals in the country, you know, rampantly. Um, you know, the people of Texas um, are going to be the first ones hit. It's kind of like the monetary policy, you know, when you when you dump cash into the system. You know, the people at the top get it first, and then it gets Are the people in down. Texas doing okay now? Because from what I understand, there's, what, 20, 40 million immigrants in this country, illegal immigrants, supposedly, I mean, as, they, as they're called. Are the people in Texas starving to death down there? I think it's the, the federal government's responsibility to protect that state from, an in, you know, what I would consider an invasion. An um, invasion. I love well, that term. But I mean, it's so, it's I, I think, a, the, I think the term invasion is inflammatory, yes. and it's um, it, it shouldn't be used in this circumstance any more right. than it, hold on any more than it should be used in the circumstance of your ancestors when they came over with the Irish or the German or the Italians or whatever. Totally agree with you. So we, you know, at but that if time, the Germans walked into Russia. Would that be considered an invasion? Which Germans are you talking about? Just, if if they're there to it's work, just, no, it's not an invasion. It's an invasion Invaders come with helmets weapons. and guns. Okay, that's okay. how you know when they're invading. Okay. Right. So what are they taking away from the individual that they're they're? I mean, say they don't bring guns. Oh, you're you're talking about what are they taking from the person who has the job? No. What okay. are they taking from the country? Well, I what mean, they're taking from the country, which is wrong, and I'm sure we pointed this out. And if we didn't, um, let me stress it no, now: um, the we welfare, didn't talk about welfare, that much, no. welfare. Yeah. If they're taking that, they're you know we should get rid of that so that the, we don't have people coming in taking that kind of thing. Right. Um, free education for these people. Correct. Uh, I'm not of the opinion that Americans or Mexicans right. should get free education. I think that if you have kids, you should have to educate them in the same way that if you have a dog, you have to should have to feed it. Yes. Right. So the problem seems to be with welfare, not necessarily immigration. But I'll let you make another point. Hang on, my friend. 800-259-9231. We'll talk to you about whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go and shop at the Free Talk Live store. Store.freetalklive.com. Lots of great Free Talk Live branded merchandise. Everything from hats to t-shirts to hoodies to uh, a flag that doesn't even have our logo on it. It's the cool Free Marketeer logo. Uh, That, the DVD uh, Classic Archive Collector Sets, the Lighter Bottle Opener Combo, and more. Uh, Head on over to store.freetalklive.com to get your shopping done. Let's go back to Marcus, listening in Iowa. Marcus, you're back on Free Talk Live. Now, we were talking about immigration, and we just come to some level of agreement, I think. We were talking about how, really, it's the welfare state that's the biggest problem, and that, you know, because the government wealth wealth redistribution programs exist, that certain immigrants can come over here and mooch off of the system, whether it be getting medical care or getting uh, education or whatever. Um, it, it is my contention that most of them do not do that. Most of them come here and they work hard to make a better life for themselves. I don't know how, how many would or wouldn't. Maybe it's half and half. I don't know, but from we the, need to from get rid the, of it. From the immigrants we've spoken to, the people who have legally immigrated, and uh, the people that know a lot of illegal immigrants, they say that they don't know anybody that's on welfare. But inevitably, there will be be those that will take the uh, the handouts. And so the problem is with the handouts. So therefore if we were to get rid of the welfare system in America, at that point then what's your what is your objection to free immigration? Well, that's the 
the basis of of your your statements so far have been basically a free market, and you know, free market exists um, when you have no outside intervention. And what's happening is we don't. We have a socialist state. We have we have a welfare state. We You're have saying we don't have a free it. market. Correct. We have a socialist we, state. We don't. We That's have a reg- very heavily regulated market. I mean, I can't even get my hair cut unless my beautician has a license. Absolutely true. And but um, I'd like, to, and I understand where you're going with this argument. I, well, let's lock down the borders, take care of the issues um, you know, of, of our socialist well, government. you're putting words in his mouth. I mean, that, where, where are you going no, with this? No, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. I think, I think we should get rid of about 90% of what the federal government is doing right I'm now. Okay, with you. I'm with you. At least 90%. That, I'll um, go 99, if not 100%. <laughs> if I go 100. Well, I'll be all yeah, right getting rid of the entire federal government. I, I can't, I, uh, you know, I can't say that the entire federal government needs to be gone. We're, we're a constitutional republic. That's okay. I used to feel the way you did. At one time, I was, I was just like, <laughs> don't you. listen to him. Just, just ignore him. <laughs> no, I, I mean, no, it's fine. That's why I love, that's why I love the United States. You can say what you want. It doesn't mean it's right. Well, for now, you um, can't. But you know, based on <laughs> no, you can't. You can't say what you want. We were just well, reading a story in New York. If you go out and um, you, you go out and uh, protest the Republican National Convention, you're going to a, a concentration yeah, camp. The gulag. Yep. Hey, well, anyway, the point the point I was trying to make is mm-hmm. uh, just because you know the immigrants coming across the border aren't carrying weapons or or whatever doesn't mean they don't harm the people of the other country, whoever that is. It doesn't matter who it is. Um, if they're doing harm, if they're committing crimes, then they should be treated like any other criminal. Correct. Um, but, you know, presuming innocence uh, prior to guilt, uh, then Correct. we don't know who's committing crimes and who isn't, and there's no reason to Well, they're committing a crime them. by coming across the border, and that's, that's a problem. A right, that's a problem that's with a man the crime. laws. That's a man law. Um, they, well, they're not uh, offending against anyone by coming here and trying to make a better life for themselves. And right. if, if somebody loses their job, it's not the immigrant's fault. It's the business owner that right. fired them, not well, the immigrant. And, and the terminology, your job, is, is fallacious anyway. It's um, If you're working for Walmart, it's not your job. It's Walmart's. They pay you to yep. do it. It's true. Your final right. thoughts, sir? No, and I totally agree with you. I think in a free market we would have no problem with immigration. Great. So let's get back to the free market. And in the meantime, yeah, exactly. if you, in the meantime, though, a lot of people will, will make the point that, well, in the meantime, we need to lock down the borders until we can get rid of welfare and all that. No, please. Look, it's not going to work. It's, the, just the as hard, drugs, it's just as hard the idea of, of stopping um, illegal immigration because you're not going to stop it. Right. Currently, we've got you know partial fences, fences up. We've got uh, armed guys on the border. We're doing all kinds of things to keep out immigrants. We make it difficult for employers to employ these illegal immigrants, and they're still coming. Yeah, because there's still the promise. Twenty thousand of our border guards are in Iraq right now, trained in Iraq. How Fine, to be you know what? Even guard. if you brought all twenty thousand of them back, it would just mean that the uh, you know the the black marketeers would, would have actually, to pay off more guards. Well, or or it would drive down the prices that you would have to pay a guard because hey, uh, I got fifteen thousand, I got twenty, I, I, I got ten, <laughs> exactly. I got five. Well, bring one hundred and thirty thousand troops back from I, Iraq, <laughs> and you know, close down the hundred and thirty plus. Bases we have all over the world. That I'm with you. I'm we with you would that. have very little problem with immigration. And I'm sorry, but that's the part I got to disagree with, man. I, I, I just you have to understand the de- the demand. People want to come here, and so the black market will respond. Look at the penalties but, for possessing drugs, and people right. still do it. Yeah, but the the you know you talk about financial ignorance. I, I wrote down some notes here about financial ignorance. You're correct. We are not smart enough to be spoiled. This country is not smart enough to be spoiled. That's the problem. We don't understand 
Perhaps what educated. we have and what we don't have. We're not smart enough, okay? So I think I agree with you on that. Uh, the fact that we don't want the jobs, I don't think necessarily that that is true. Um, I think a lot of people want Oh, I want to pick fruit. I absolutely do. <laughs> but I, I want to get I paid $150,000 a year to do it. Okay, good. <laughs> and see, that's the, that's, the re, that's the reality. You have a free market society that's not free. You have, you know, an outside, outside uh, influences, external influences on that free market that are not controlled by a government that should. And, you know, that's the, that's the role that, that the federal and government And that's where you're play. living in fantasy land, my friend, because uh, the federal government cannot control immigration. It can only appear to control immigration, just like it appears to control drugs and it appears to have security at airports. It's, oh. all, it's all a ruse. It's all a security theater. The fact is, the more people you put down on the border, the more people that the, t- the coyotes have to, uh, to buy out in order to get their truckloads of immigrants across the border. And that means that the coyotes have to raise their price, which means that the immigrants will just simply have to agree to indentured servitude for a longer period of time. I mean, really, the, the black market will handle this problem. We've already seen how uh, National Guardsmen down at the border have been involved in the actual smuggling of immigrants. So if they're not taking payments to look the other way, they're crossing the border themselves and bringing them across. You know, the fact is, the tremendous profits that are available in the black market will make it so that this will be another war on immigration, just like we've had this war on drugs for decades. And you don't think that's been a success, do you? The war on drugs was was not uh, the war on drugs. That was the biggest fallacy uh, in the history of this. Well, not the biggest. There's several. That's one of the biggest fallacies in the history of this country. That you know the fact that the you know the federal government probably you know created more um, drug trafficking in this country than it tried to stop. Right. And now um, listen, the only way you're going to stop immigrants from coming here, and the only way it's going to happen, is to make this country more draconian and awful than the country they're leaving. So as long as America remains more free than Mexico or more free than Cuba or more free than fill-in-the-blank, awful, despotic country, people will want to come here. And right. they will and do they whatever it takes. It's acceptable. And that's, that's the management of the, you know, that's the management of the society. What I find not- unacceptable is labeling a person, a, a human being, as illegal for simply wanting to come to a better place and make a better life for themselves. But thank you for the totally. call, dude. We appreciate it. A great conversation. 800-259-9231. One pie in the sky fantasy. You know, I hope that but, he's not. You know, at back. least I can talk to him. Oh, he's totally reasonable. <laughs> totally reasonable guy. Uh, not seething at the mouth. Not frothing uh, right. or anything like Lepersitic, that. Lepersitic, murdering br- uh, brigands. Uh, you know, he did call them an groups, invasion. He did huge call groups of Mexicans going around eating people's dogs. I, I've, we've heard all kinds the of hatred. crazy things. The, the people spewing hatred, just awful, awful people. Uh, but you know, I'd hate to have Marcus look back twenty years from now. After this war on immigration that the federal government is just frothing at the mouth to have, because you know they're trying to ramp up for it. A war on fill in the blank means more money for that government bureaucracy. If ICE gets to have a war on immigration, then that means that they're going to need more money year after year. Got to have more ICE dollars. agents, right? More enforcement. I mean, look. As a matter this, of fact, you know, if if you're just suspected of employing illegal aliens, we can confiscate your business and all your property. We don't need a we don't need a trial. They're already doing that with drug dealers. It is so they are doing that, and it's so frightening the, the the plan that this federal government has to stop immigration. Not only going to put a fence up along the southern border, which is really kind of spooky, Great Wall of China, Berlin Wall, you know, that's not something that belongs in a free society. But then they've got the enforcement measures. Then they've got raids on business owners, where if you are 
if you're running a business, all of a sudden ice can kick in your door in the middle of the day. You totally stop production as they shuffle through your files and hold all of your employees at gunpoint. Oh, you think that's one day? They could stop it for weeks. Well, sure. They could. I'm just talking about it could happen just one day out of yeah. nowhere. And uh, that's going on right now in this country. What happens when that expands? What happens when, they get, when it gets more draconian, when business owners are being locked in jail cells for just trying to get, you know, just trying to keep the cost of their products down? I mean, that's what we're talking about here. That's what they're doing right now, and it'll only be worse in another five or ten years. How about the random checkpoints? How about those? We didn't even talk about that. Mm. How about the checkpoints that are down on the Jordan southern border? searches. That's coming. It might as well be on the way, because that's the direction this country's going in. And I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound like a free country to me, nor does it sound like anywhere I feel comfortable living. 800-259-9231. More calls about immigration and your calls about whatever you want on the way in Hour 3. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch in hour number three. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Everyone held through the news, which is always nice, so we'll go right to the phone calls and talk to Jeremy in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hello, Jeremy. How's it going, fellas? Good, sir. Great. What's on your mind? Oh, I'm sorry to bother you guys so much, but you kind of had me going one way, and then I went the other, you know, as far as this uh, legal immigration thing goes, because I think they use a lot of them type of discussions to keep us bickering instead of all of us focusing together on what the real problem is, because they're the ones who let them in, and they're the ones who let all the drugs in, and they're the ones who start all the wars, and... They being the government in general. Yeah, and they throw a lot of this propaganda stuff out there about this legal immigrants and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Sure, and there's a reason for it. You know, the reason for it is it's tried, it's tried and true across the ages. If the government has some group of bad people that they can scare the population with, whether it be drug dealers or terrorists or immigrants or communists, you know, uh, it has been communists in the past, now it's the other things, Uh, you know, if they have this evil boogeyman out there that they can point to and say, look, this is what you need us for, you need us to keep you safe from all these bad people that want to destroy your livelihood, when of course it's actually the government that's destroying our our livelihoods through confiscatory taxes to the tune of 50 to 60%, And you're right, it is a distraction, because when the government has a war on immigration or a war on communism or whatever going on, anytime there's a war going on, the the state grows, the government gets bigger, and it gets more intrusive, and more, uh, it it just imposes more rules on our lives and and destroys freedom. And so, yeah, they've got a reason to distract you with all this uh, debate and minutia. You're absolutely right. Well, they they use this illegal war that they're in, too, to, you know... They, they try to keep our eye off the larger part of the world, and they want us to make war with each other right here 
in our own nation. You better be believe it. You are t- totally dead, a- dead on accurate, Jeremy, and thank you for the call. Not only do they want us to make war with ourselves, and that's, that sounds kind of violent, but they want us to disagree with each other. They want us to bicker and fight over the, what the government policy should right, be. Right, the more distracted you are, the less you feel the politicians' hands in your pockets. And yep. it doesn't matter whether the politicians are giving money to the poor people and when they do their welfare thing, they're only giving 30% to the poor people. Yeah, 70% like that, yeah. goes to middle-class bureaucrats. That's at the federal level. I'm sure it's different in your state or local welfare. But office, not by but much. Probably not. Um, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's going for welfare, to, for bombs to blow brown people up in other countries. Doesn't That's matter. True. They want their hands in your pocket. The more of your money they control, the better, the happier they are. Because you, as far as they are concerned, are too dumb to manage that money. So in the meantime... Different interest groups bicker and fight over who gets to control the uh, the government's the control mechanism that they have. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's the school board and different groups fighting over what the curriculum should be, or whether it be immigration and different groups fighting over what they think the laws should be, how how the immigration programs should be set up. What they're ignoring is the real question, and that is, should government be involved in education in the first place? Should government be involved in uh, immigration in the first place? And so while we bicker, the government just keeps growing. Yep. That's the way it works. 800-259-9231. Let's continue with the calls to Paul in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Paul. Hey, Paul. Do I have you there? We've got you. What's on your mind? Okay. Hey, thanks for taking the call. I appreciate (laughs) it. Um, You guys were talking earlier about, um, let's say, a $25 an hour carpenter versus, let's say, a $12 an hour carpenter. Mm -hmm. Sure. And, um, you know, granted a free market and it and there would be some cost savings if you, I mean roughly half obviously if you if you brought in let's say um someone who didn't come through this you know is an illegal immigrant for lack of a better term I don't know but uh realistically the guy that's making 20 25 dollars an hour he's not he's not banking uh 75% of that money he's not he's not um taking that money and keeping it out of the economy, all that money that he's generating, let's say, you know, a guy's making forty five, fifty thousand dollars a year, eighty five, ninety percent of that money goes directly back into the economy. Okay? So uh one of you one of you fellows is a realtor. Even more. Right? Uh I'm the realtor, yeah. Okay. Now let's say, you know, general contractor, the spec home builder is gonna have um twenty five to forty percent labor cost decrease on his home. Mm-hmm, now right. Is he going to price that house forty percent low? No, he's going to price it exactly where that market's going to bear Absolutely. the highest, yeah. highest price. If not, the realtor's not doing his job. So let's take that cost savings, and where does that money necessarily go? It's not going direct directly back into the community in which that house is being built. It's going into God knows where. If it's a larger developer, they're going to invest that money. Well, who knows where? Right, it's that's not, not exactly be- so because um, when you're oh, building did, a did, no, wait, 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 wait. I'll, I'll make the I'll make the let me make my case. If you build a house more cheaply, then you have the op- you have a larger margin that you can price lower in order to beat your competition. So the um, the developer may very well in a buyer's market currently like we're in, he may want to cut his price even farther, and then you have a competition to see who can make the lowest price. Right. House. I mean, in today's market, that's absolutely true. There's a, a price it, floor, and the lower your price floor, the better you're going to do. In the boom market we had a couple of years ago, you could probably throw together a shoddily made house, and if the, there was a building inspector that didn't catch the fact that it was made poorly, that you're right, the the contractor could pocket a higher percentage of the money. But there, I, I, I'm getting off. I'm getting off my topic. Here, okay. Right? Okay. I, I vehemently disagree that um, a fr- like 
the way that, that we, the structure that we're in currently, you know, the guy that is making, let's say, uh, top dollar for his, for his labor right now, um, he is, he's buying trucks. He's trying to buy more. He's trying to get a mortgage. He is, um, you know, he's dumping his money things. back into the economy, right? Right into the economy. Hold where... on. Now, let me make my point on that, if I may. He might be buying things from Walmart. He might be buying his steel that was uh, put together in Canada. He might be, um, be buying a car that was actually assembled in Mexico. Um, the fact is, you know, you might spend your money here, but the companies that you're spending them on aren't necessarily spending their money here. It's a no global economy, and it doesn't really matter whether you take a uh, you make a money order out to, to your abuela in Mexico and send her. 20, 40% of your wages because Americans are still sending 20 to 40% right. of their wages overseas anyway. All well, Americans. It, it, works, it works its way over there. I agree with that. But you can't disagree, and I, and, I, and I know that you guys would not disagree with the fact that if you inundated the American workforce with um, you know, super low-cost labor, it would be devastating to, to, to our society. And you can't deny that it wouldn't be. If you have people that are in homes with jobs, all the responsibilities, they're probably up to debt to their eyeballs. And if somebody comes in and knocks them out of their, you know, the job that they currently hold, um, stuff, I mean, it would just be bad. And I don't disagree with immigration. We needed immigrants. Okay, country. good. So, so what you're telling me is that because some Americans continuously not spend to their income wrong. levels that we should have a serious enforcement system on the border to protect Americans from themselves? You just said that. I said nothing like that. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to extrapolate what you're well, saying here. I, mean, just no, I, I don't think that's what you're trying to do at all. Well, what, I, what I honestly, I mean, you guys cannot deny that if, if, if it was just free immigration like you're talking about, Every job, every job in America, the ones that are being held currently by Americans who were either born here or came through legal channels, you know, that's the way it's set up, and, and unfortunately that's the, okay. that's the situation that we're in right now. You can't tell me that if, if somebody, I mean, let's say I own a business, and I'm paying a guy $25 an hour, and I got a guy who can work this guy into the ground for 8 bucks an hour. I'm an idiot if I don't hire him, right? right. That's what you're telling me. Well, wouldn't that saying. make your life better as a business owner? The business owner, potentially, maybe in the short term, yes. Okay. In the, short, in the short term, yes. But, I mean, you want to look at this thing. You mean, you want you want to fix right now, or do you want to be realistic? And, no, and I think we're all talking thing. about short term here. Losing your jobs, a short term issue also. Yeah, but It's I all mean, short term. Well, Nick, did you have a point? Yeah, let's remember that there are about 30 million illegal immigrants in this country, the vast majority of them working for low wages or sub-market wages, what we would normally expect for a regular American to get for the job. So we have had, despite the fact that illegal immigration is illegal, we still have had a mass of people prim primarily from Latin America come here, provide cheap labor, and, you know, there have been certain industries and certain markets where there have been wage adjustments. Carpenters might not make as much, but we're not all out in the streets, and that's with 30 million people who've come here under the table. Right. That's, that much is true, and uh, once again, here we are distracted. Here we are talking about the issue of, well, how much money would we make in the future when the government is devaluing the money supply by continuing to print more money and screw over the people that exist in this country. And fail to stop immigrants from coming across the And immigrants border, included. Anyway. And yeah, good luck getting the government to, uh, to put a stop on immigration, sir. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. And it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. 
All the features on the site are for free, so enjoy those on us, including the Shrine of Female listeners. Dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com to check that out. Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com. Now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like a will, a living trust, a corporation, or a limited liability company. All in minutes. And they even have experts go over your, uh, your, your application look for common errors. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. Once again, our number is 800-259-9231. Still talking about immigration. And, you know, the problem with people like Paul, and we just got off the phone with him, is he's got good his, intentions. His, 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 it's, it's a, his opinion, not the problem with him. The problem with his opinion. Thank you. The, the problem is he's got good intentions. You know, he wants the best for America. He wants to live in a, a comfortable life. He wants, you know, to not have to worry about anybody coming and taking his job. And so, you know, I understand where he's coming from. But the problem with his opinion is that he, he just believes the government can do something about it. He believes, he apparently hasn't paid enough attention to government programs and how it is that they never achieve the objectives that they once originally intended. And if they do, like like with a, like building a school, for instance, okay, they'll build the school, but they've thrown so much money down a rat hole and it's been completely unnecessary waste of money. Right. I would say that's not achieving your objective. If my wife sent me out to buy a new car, say a Honda Accord, and I managed to fi- get myself a Honda Accord and I paid $55,000 for it, she would consider that an abject failure. Believe me, if I went out and got a Honda Accord for ten or fifteen or twenty thousand dollars more than what it's worth on the marketplace, yeah, I failed. Here's what you have to ask yourself: If you are one of these people like Paul who believes the federal government needs to do something about these illegals, if you're one of those people, ask yourself how much freedom are you willing to give up to put a stop to illegal immigration? That's really what you need to think about. It's not, a, it's not something you should answer quickly. Sit down. Ponder it for a little while. How much freedom are you willing to give up? Are you willing to give up your freedom to travel without showing identification? Because that's what they'd like you to do. They've already got checkpoints down on the southern border. Uh-uh. I'm not talking about the border. I'm talking about 40 to 60 miles north of the border where they have checkpoints, some of them random, some of them permanent installations. They also have it in the northern border as well from those Canadians that are invading us. Right, the invad- uh, invading Cana- Canadians. Right, so they're using the immigration, this war on immigration, as an excuse to put up more government checkpoints where you have to stop and they ask you questions. Now, they're not requiring, in some cases, you to show papers, and they are sort of profiling. So if you're a white American, you probably won't get hassled uh, you know, driving a not BMW. Much. No, well, the one, the one in Vermont we call white person checkpoint, that's what it's general. <laughs> well, that's what the locals that drive through it a lot call it. Because if, if you look white and American, you get waved through, or they go, are you right. all U.S. citizens? And you go, yes. I've never been stopped there. So that's what's going on now. But again, if they crack down, if if that's what people want, is they want to crack down on immigration, then they might stop start stopping more people at these checkpoints. And they might put up random checkpoints. And they might start doing house-to-house searches. How much freedom are you willing to give up? Are you willing to give up the freedom to do business in the way that you choose? Are you willing to give up the freedom to, uh, you know, to a... The, the, are you willing to uh, allow the federal government to come into your place of business any old time and ransack your files and hold your employees at gunpoint? Or to uh, make 
you um, fill out all kinds of papers for every employee that you hire. Sure. I mean, to the point where you have to hire somebody else, your immigration specialist, in order to fill out paperwork right. on every single employee. More government forms that the small business person doesn't know how to fill out and therefore decides, you know what, I'm not going to grow my business beyond myself and my wife and my right. kids because it's just too damn difficult. Well, you Do we face- really need this crap to keep us free? Now the um, You can face five years in jail if you make was- a mistake on a form. What was the gentleman's name that called... Oh, there was uh, Paul. We Paul. Just got a phone. With and, and, uh, one thing that Paul talked about was this, um, you know, a huge influx of uh, immigrants all at one time. Well, for one, the, the point that Nick made is we already have 20, 30 million illegal immigrants here, and the government's been solving the problem for us for the last 10 or 15 years. I don't know how long. Right, and how, don't, don't they wh- estimate that millions come over every year or something like that? Right, and so, I mean, we have currently, um, you, know, what, you know, we've got what we've got, and the, the economy hasn't crashed and burned at this point. Is it changing? Yes, it is morphing. If we um, get rid of our immigration rules entirely, yes, likely there will be an influx of immigrants um, across the border. But currently, we don't have immigrants even to the amount that we, um, the percentage-wise, that we've had um, in the past. In the past, I mean, we've had twice the amount of immigrants in this country than we currently do. As far as the influx is concerned. Right. The amount of people who were not born in America as a percentage of our population is smaller now than it has, including the illegals, than it has been in our past. Right. And I actually think that immigrants, whether they're legal or illegal, have helped helped keep the economy afloat. Sure, everybody loves their immigrant parents. Oh, yes, the Polish helped build the bridges and the uh, the, the, the Italians uh, cut the meat and well, whatever. Well, I mean, everybody's proud of them, as but, they should be. Yes, but I also mean here today, they're helping keep certain low-paying jobs in this country. and mm. They might not be Americans working them. True. But we have to remember that it is a global economy, and just because there are Americans working at a company, even if we got rid of all no guarantee that that job tomorrow. would stay here in America. Right, no, because people in Mexico can do it cheaper. Well, they've started For- taking farm work down to Mexico. Right, and I believe Ford... They've got modular houses. Of, what if they start bringing right. those here over right. here on boats? I mean, auto industries move. I think Ford moved a lot of their work to Canada and mm-hmm. to Mexico. Sure. Mexico yeah. But no, now the Canadian dollar is strong or stronger than ours, so that, that might have been a bad move. Well, but. we just talked about a few weeks ago on this show how uh, farmers are now going and renting land down in Mexico. American farmers that used to operate here, that because of all the new immigration restrictions and enforcement, they've just decided, eh, well, land's cheaper down there anyway. We'll yeah, take our business far, down farm there. Farm costs are almost all labor. It's a, the, yep. the largest single thing you pay for on a farm, regardless of size, is labor. And so now they're employing Mexicans still, except they're employing them in their own country. And you talk about spending money. You know, the last guy called in and he was talking about, well, the money stays here in America and all that, which, of course, is fallacious. But nonetheless, now there's a group of Mexicans that have jobs in Mexico working on a farm. They're getting paid less down in Mexico than they would have gotten paid to do the same job in America. And they keep all the money down there in Mexico. So now we've lost all those jobs because of all this immigration enforcement. So the question again to you, if you're an immigration enforcer, is how much liberty are you willing to give up? How much of your personal freedom and your business freedom and economic freedom are you willing to sacrifice on the altar of stopping the illegals? 800-259-9231 if you can answer that question. Jeremy in Rhode Island, though I have a feeling it's a bit of an uncomfortable question for you to answer. Jeremy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Uh, I, I'm not willing to spend a damn cent on it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that guy's uh, the guy who called earlier, maybe like three calls ago, who wanted to take the military back home and have them watch the border. That's the most horrible idea I've ever heard. We're well, demoting our soldiers to rent the cops? Well, like, I understand what you're, you're, you're saying, but I would at least, at the very least, like to see the soldiers brought in from the 130 countries. 
I like that I, part of it. I can understand that. No, no, well, I can understand that. I, uh, I'm a big Ron Paul supporter, and I want to see the troops back home. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, arguably, you know, soldiers, if you're going to have a standing army, they should watch your your borders. And a standing army is unconstitutional. Right. So, Jeremy, any other thoughts? Yeah, yeah, well, um, just that. See, w- w- the reason why, why we, why we even have to worry about you know, a lack of jobs caused by illegal immigrants becoming legal and just coming over here. We don't have the manufacturing like we used to because we're sending off billions of dollars over to China. You know, if we could we could use this money, instead of having stuff made in China, we could make it in Mexico. We could Hang make on, it Jeremy. Brazil. Collect your thoughts a moment. We'll come back to you more on the way. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. Sakel CAI toll-free line for you. Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Bulletin board system there. Over a quarter of a million posts. Serious issues and fun stuff. You'll find it all, and it's all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does this bother you? Well, it bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com. For the sleep you've been dreaming of, that's SavvyRest.com. As we go to the phones, back to Jeremy in Rhode Island. Uh, Jeremy, just wanted to make sure you had a chance to get all your points out here. You're on Free Talk Live? Yeah, I mean, you know, you mentioned that a standing army was unconstitutional. My question to you is, what's the solution to that, I mean, do do we? Because if if we just if we didn't allow at least the prospect of a career in the army, then people wouldn't volunteer for it. So would we have to have something where people volunteer for say, or people, everyone is forced at the age of eighteen to spend two years in the army? No, um, the the founding fathers believed in a concept called the militia, which um, is very similar to. Uh, you know the volunteer fire department in your community. Um, you know people like the volunteer defense department. Right, right, that's oh, like, exactly you know, what I, it is. I had a volunteer fire department in my community. How did I know that? Ninety yeah. something percent. Of, I thought it was in the eighty percentile now, Mark. You... Of, uh, well, hold on. Ninety something percent of uh, communities have volunteers in their fire departments, whether it's uh, even a, you know uh, less than half or more than half or fully volunteer. Um, you know, almost all fire departments have some level of volunteer. No, ours is full, but um, full volunteer, good, good for them. Yeah, but the thing is, how how would a militia stand up against a real army, like an army that? Uh, look in Iraq. Hold on, just a second. Before you can't throw a militiaman into a tank. Um, yes, I understand what your concern there um, is. In most countries, most situations, you're dealing with um, an invasion by a land force. We would have to be. Uh, in, I'm not terribly concerned with the big red giant to our north or the, uh, you know, the little mustachioed uh, uh, <laughs> bandit beneath us. But um, you know, those would be the countries that we would largely have to be concerned with. China likely couldn't get enough tanks over here on uh, plus with their best customers. Right. Beach cra- beaching crafts in order to uh, take over America. Um, and the it's been proven by science, and it, it's, it's just the truth, is mostly 
the the animals on defense, even if it's a smaller animal, if it's in an area that it's familiar with and it it believes that that's its territory, it fights better and harder. And an animal that's invading just doesn't have the uh, reason to fight. Afghanistan um, versus Russia, uh, Iraq versus America. Look at these. Look well, at these. Uh, and I want to point out that Switzerland, you can throw a militiaman in the tank. Uh, Switzerland, while they have universal service, so every well they're reforming that now, but. Everyone has been forced to serve, but it's completely – you go through basic training, and then you – it's kind of like the National Guard, but every male is in it. You know, they haven't been invaded in the last hundred years, and they have tanks, and they have an Air Force staffed by essentially militia members. They just receive extensive training, and, you know, that's – it's not their day job. Right. But Re- remember, <laughs> firefighters – these volunteer firefighters drive these big, giant death machines that could kill anyone that they ran over. But, I mean, some, but the drivers might be truck drivers in real life. I mean, we yeah, really well, don't have a... Well, I guess you do have a it's comparable to a tank. Do the but, Iraqis have tanks? No. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying to, to make the comparison between a tank and a fire truck... Right. Well, that's just... It's, I, a, it's a little bit of a I don't stress, think we need tanks. I, mean, yeah. I, I don't think it's heavy, much of a stretch. Heavy construction equipment is Wouldn't you, I with the opportunity, tank. if you were a volunteer at your, um, you know, in, at your local militia, wouldn't you jump at the opportunity to be the tank driver? Don't you think the tank driver gets a little bit of accolades from his friends in the militia? <laughs> it seems like it'd be fun. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's, I, I'd encourage that's you, all it takes, man. I'd encourage you to go on YouTube and look up, uh, type in like Swiss Army training or something like that, and you'll get all kinds of videos. But it's I watched it, and I, you know, I've I've watched other training videos for the U.S. Army and and other organizations. And to be honest, the Swiss had looked like they were, had their A game on more than the regular United States Army. So Hitler didn't want to touch him. No. They called him the litter, little porcupine. Remember, the rest of Europe uh, went down where Switzerland stayed up. Thanks for the call, Jeremy. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. I, I mean, I don't think tanks are necessary to, to win a defensive uh, fight. No. But if, it, if a it local militia wants to buy a tank, then great. It okay. depends. If you're talking about defending a town like Keene from invaders, you absolutely do need tanks. Now, if you're defending a town like New York City... You don't need tanks. You need guys with guns to go out and smoke people. So it depends on how urban the community is as to how well the hit and run works. But yeah, citizen defense forces do work, and they've 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 worked better than ours. But that's in conjunction with a reasonable neutral foreign policy. And, and, so, and a, yes. um, a, mil- a militia is going to be a waste of money too, because they're going to want the newest tanks and they're going to get right. rid of the old ones and that kind of thing. But it's going to be far less of a waste of money than our a, current military well, and the militia, militia would be choosing to spend that money. That would well, be their money. Yeah, it would probably spending. still be tax money. Most militias have been funded with tax money. I mean, you. Yes, if, militias if you, have. You when I think of militia, vol- I think of a group of well, guys getting together voluntarily. That's to, not entirely accurate historically. No, the, They're volunteers, but a lot of times the money the for provisioning comes from in the civil in the. Well, that's inefficient. I mean, it's, that's inefficient well, if you're taking it and passing it through a centralized bureaucracy. It is, but there's just. I mean, if you're going to have a modern military, there's not the amount of money to raise. I mean, if we fundraised for a tank in Keene. It, tanks can run take a hell of a boot many, drive. And many, many, many. Well, wait a minute. The money comes from somewhere, right? The military is getting their money from the taxpayers existing. That I mean, that money's right. there now, and they're spending it on all kinds of right. things. If right. you had the militia you're, system, you're proposing, you're you're talking about a no government right. system. That's and very well. Right. It, it it could likely happen, but it may not happen with the militia system. All I'm saying is right. militias are constitutional. A standing army isn't. If you, and all militias I'm saying are is something you, that's a very accessible to people's minds here in this right. country. All I'm saying is, if you want a tank, buy your own damn tank. 
bank. I understand what you're saying. I mean, if there were different groups in America that were out there looking to purchase military supplies, that would be better because then the uh, then the one purchaser of military supplies, the, the military, would not be there. So these military supply companies, the tank manufacturers, would actually probably have to compete yep. a little That's bit. That's true more. in the case of militias or not. But there would still be governments overseas to which you'd sell. I mean, the governments are always going to be able to outbid private groups. It's just, I mean, it's the way it works because they don't have to draw a profit and it's... It's you know that people pay. Yeah, but if a, a private group comes along and they want to buy a tank, are you saying they're not going to sell those guys a tank? If they can spend as much as China or Canada or whoever else has coercive taxation paying for it, that's the problem I see with going completely to the free market system on defense. Well, I don't think that's a problem because then people in search of a profit will see a you no, know pr- a potential profit to be made. Governments with coercive taxation can outspend on items like an aircraft carrier or something like so that. So you're saying that uh, you're I'm saying the evil empire is going to outspend the little guys privately, voluntarily fundraising when it comes to a, a war effort. Which, well, I of mean, course, they've got confiscatory taxation, but I mean, you make right. it sound like the American weapons manufacturers won't sell weapons oh, to no. their own people. No, absolutely, they will. Look, you no, got cash, they're going to sell you the tank. Right, but right. You have to, what he's saying is you're going to have to, uh, as the buyer, you're going to have to compete in the market to pay the price that the um, and you're gonna you know, big governments governments. Will pay. Yeah, you're going to have to compete against governments with confiscatory taxes, and they're going to be right. able to pay... And all I'm saying out. is there is that if indeed that becomes the case where they just want to do business with the other governments or they want to raise their prices to the point where local militias can't afford it, somebody will go in and create their own tank. They'll create their own tank-creating company and sell them to uh, the American militias, if indeed there's a demand for this. And personally, I don't think there will be. I'm just talking in fantasy land. I, I don't see any reason why a militia will need a tank. The Iraqis are doing a fine job defending themselves well, uh, without tanks. The Iraqis tanks. would love a tank. Well, sure they would. They're doing a fine job paying a body count 20 times ours. That's, I mean, that's it's the same thing with Vietnam. They won, but for the 50,000 guys we lost, it's estimated that they lost between 4 and 5 million uh, Vietnamese during the war. So it, you don't, if you don't have the equipment, you're gonna, you can still win, but you're going to pay with bodies. Let's go to Eddie in Ohio. Eddie, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Yeah, how you doing? What's on your mind? Hey, um, I agree with you guys on a lot of points about, you know, getting rid of um, welfare and all that, and that'll get rid of a lot of people. But, see, the federal government is bent on giving everybody everything and allowing these illegals to come in. Like, for instance, Proposition 187, are you familiar with that? That's like California law. Could you, uh, um, you know, go ahead and revamp it? I don't have it sitting Proposition 187 was... uh, what uh, the Californians voted that they wouldn't pay for illegal illegals at hospitals anymore. Okay. All right. And then of course the government said that was unconstitutional. You can't do that because it's, the government wants these things to happen. And then a, a well, sure, it expands up, the welfare state. The government loves bigger yeah. government. And uh, what? Can I stand a line? You, you can. Hang on. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your call. And we'll also talk about the DREAM Act. If you haven't heard about this, I think, Mark, you predicted this one. The military mixed with illegal immigrants. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We only have a few moments remaining, but just enough time for your call if you make it now at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The feature's on the site are for free, and if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then become a Free Talk Live amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up for as little as three bucks a month. And the whole point is we take that money in, and we turn it around to promoting the show. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. It helps us get on more radio stations across the country and thereby spreading the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. So 
If you like the show and you like what we're doing, head over to amp.freetalklive.com to help us out. And you'll get some perks, too, like access uh, access to the amp-only call-in lines, the chat room and uh, forum and more. All the details at amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go back to Eddie in Ohio. Eddie, uh, for whatever other points he had to make on this whole immigration thing. Oh, you. You know, I could, I could sit here forever and talk to you about this, but I know you'll cut me short. Well, we don't have forever. But we yeah, have a well, few minutes. It's guys like Art Torres, he's the chairman for the California Democratic Party who used to be in the Senate, and he says a lot of the people in the Senate would ask him, why do you fight for affirmative action? And he says, well, I tell my white colleagues, it's because you're going to need it, because there's a movement going on, Ashland, Reconquesta. They say they are invading, and they, won't, they will take back the Southwest without firing a shot. They're going to take it back in numbers. And if people would just go to YouTube and punch in Ashland, Reconquesta, They'll they'll see the people okay. the Mexican American the Mexicans saying it for themselves. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Before you go on, now you pause. Um, okay. The uh, Black Panthers. Are you familiar with this uh, group from the late '60s, early '70s? Yeah, the they made Panthers. all kinds of statements that uh, you know uh, talked about how the black people were going to do this and the black people were going to do that. They spoke for the black people. They were by no means, not even a stretch representing 1% of the black population in the United States, they just spoke for them. And they were a hate group spurred by hate. Right, it's like saying the KKK speaks for all white people. Right, it's it's, it's disgusting. Can I mean, talk, can I say something now? Sure. Yeah. Okay, see, 57% of the Mexicans that come over to the United States, 57% That's a pretty, accurate, say the pretty uh, precise number. Is theirs. Yes. Well, if you Where'd you get that number from, Eddie? Forwarded email? Right. If you go to even to the say, um, here's a good site, MinutemanProject.com. Oh, that sounds really objective. Control.com. <laughs> and they, I mean, yeah. they, they literally asked. The what sort of objective what source do you have? What scientific survey do you have? That's a BS a, number, see, and you know it, see, Eddie. Can I say this? I knew you were going to do this because the fact is, I know you're nothing more than a puppet to allow this new world order. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you figured out our plot. Personally, I welcome our rich Jewish masters. <laughs> That's right, Eddie. We've got your phone number now, and the cops are out front of your house staking you out, buddy. I'm sending a black helicopter your way, mister. You paranoid kook. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. That's right. I'm a puppet for the New World Order. That's great. We're the gatekeepers, Mark. How come How come being a puppet for the New World Order pays so badly? I would have imagined if I sold my soul well, to you're the... making money. Nick's not making a damn cent for oh, Look, I'm making half what I was making in Sarasota. I guess I'm not in the know yet. I haven't brought into the right. conspiratorial fold. I'll see if I can talk to our Zionist masters and have you, see, see if I can get you a little check or well, something. Well, there's the, there, there's the Masonic... Uh, you know what, Nick? Maybe there's more to you than meets the eye, because uh, you have a TV show that's actually filmed in the Masonic building here in Keene. But then again, so is mine. So, that's oh, right. Yeah. And I work there, too. You know what? We're all working in a Masonic oh, building built by could, the Masonic Order. You could connect me to the Masonry more ways than that, but that's not saying very much, <laughs> considering you know you could meet plenty of people on the street who are the Masons, too. Right. They always seem very nice, and they. Um, I like the Shriner guys because they uh, donate to the hospitals. Yeah, I mean, are the, the Masons just a bunch of old men that have silly traditions? I mean, really, it's, it's no. a club with some sort of secrets, and I'm sure if you go on the internet and Google it, I've never yeah, looked. You can find out what the secrets yeah. are. I'm and not. A, I bet you I'm the secrets Mason. I are dumb. No, yeah, the secrets aren't. You know, most of it's pretty open. They're, they're pretty open about the fact that they played. Uh, they did play a very large role in the in the founding of America. As far as you know, George Washington was involved with their masonry. Many of the other founding fathers were too, and. You know, you can you can see symbolism that was in the masonry and and some of their philosophy trickle down into the American Revolution, but it's not bad stuff. It's like equality before the law, 
liberty, that kind of stuff. It's good the good building, stuff. Yeah, good building procedures. <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. So. Use cement, bricks. Uh, That's what Masons want, cement and bricks. I love it when people accuse us of being shills for the New World Order. (laughs) These are the same types of people. I mean, it's just, there's always someone out to get you. We are not shills for anyone. We're not getting paid to be shills for anyone. Whatever we say, we believe on this show. We've been doing this show. And we don't necessarily agree with each other on every issue. If you've listened to the show for more than a week, you know that. Uh, But but we've been doing this program, Free Talk Live, for coming up on five years now. Five years. And only now is it becoming a profitable enterprise. Only now. Right. Um, last September, I went full-time here um, you know, selling ads. And now, a year later, I'm making a living wage. Hopefully, Ian will uh, soon be making a living wage. But you know, we've got a system set up there where... Right. This is a business. And like any business, there's an investment phase where you have to put time in. You have to pay your dues. You have to get out there and, and just do the work. And you have to just know that later on down the line, with enough hard work and enough effort, that the rewards are going to come in, that you are going to finally profit. And this is happening now. I mean, if we were. Right, a I enjoy order, doing the show. So this is essentially, to me, it's a hobby that now pays me. That's great. Right. If we were a New World Order shill, and I don't believe in the New World it, Order, but if we were, then we would have been funded well in advance and you know right i wouldn't be driving the uh, beat up uh, shadow out there that i'm driving right. maybe it's all just for looks mark maybe yeah. we're just putting on a, a, a facade to the world to try to fool them <laughs> let's go to the phones and talk to james in california listening on ksco hello james oh uh, hello and good day can you hear me yes, yes. great um say i'm uh, in my 50s and i'm trying to wrap my mind about around this notion that uh, the libertarian uh, position on, on military in general. Um, it seems like, you know, with suggesting that we shouldn't have a standing army, I'm not sure, and I, I would like you to address this, that you understand that we are the premier military um, force in the world, and someone needs to be in that role. And I believe that the other militaries of the world, even Switzerland and, and places where they're relatively together, when you look at them, uh, in an isolated fashion, all rely on our superiority to maintain their position. And I'm afraid that if we abdicate and, uh, you know, close down our protective um, umbrella, which I believe we have, that you're going to see the vacuum uh, filled by either Russia, China, or someone else. What do you think about that? Well, first off, I'd like to correct you. Uh, this is not a libertarian show in that we don't stand for the Libertarian Party. We don't take positions. Libertarians but we dis- can give you a pretty good idea what, the, uh, what a libertarian position but is. But I'm a libertarian free marketeer. You're a libertarian minarchist. I mean, the libertarian... I, I'm just dis- a small government Republican. Right. Watch it with your ter- terminology. Whatever. You've there, called yourself a libertarian before, Mark. I am, certainly. Um, and but when you're talking about parties, I'm not a libertarian. I'm not, I'm, I'm not active in the Libertarian Party myself. So I want to make it clear that what we're just talking about here is our own ideas, uh, and they don't necessarily... Okay, uh, mean anything to anyone else. Yeah, yeah, you just want to use the term to, to help understand it. I totally get that. First off, um, I understand what you're saying. The United States Navy does keep the shipping lanes free for all the rest of the nations essentially to trade amongst themselves. And I think that that's um, absolutely unfair to the American taxpayer. Why should I have to pay to do that? Um, I understand that there would definitely be a change in the world. One military you know, would, would grow, one would shrink. But if... China was the premier military power in the world. How would that affect us negatively? Well, what comes to mind is that the the Russians were well underway with building their own empire with certainly different goals in mind than, than 
I would I would safely uh, acquiesce to the notion that we are part of an empire, but that we have an empire, hopefully, um, who, uh, who which, which is dedicated more to free market fantasy, and, and, total fantasy. Well, you, not, you can't dedicate to you can't dedicate an I empire that, to the free market uh, when you're confisc you're taking people's tax money from them. I mean that's not free market in any way whatsoever. And in addition, it's contrary to what the founding fathers said. I mean the founding fathers made it very clear that America was supposed to be a neutral country, that we weren't supposed to get into alliances with other countries. We were supposed to trade with other countries, but not go around the world nation building and that sort of thing. So I mean the fact is that you know what we're doing today is not what was intended. It's not what we should be doing, and that needs to change. And I wish we had more time, but uh, call us again sometime, James. We appreciate it. Okay. 800-259-9231. I uh, just want to fit in Jeremy in Rhode Island. Jeremy, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nick, and Mark. Jeremy, Rhode Island? He is not Shoot, there. we got rid of James well, early. Uh, I, I, there, were, there was a quick point I wanted to make on Yeah, that. yeah, please. Uh, number one, Mark, I disagree with you. I think the Navy, in my opinion, is okay. The, the Constitution actually mentions the Army specifically. The Navy can be standing all the time. It can be standing. The, the, the concern was that a standing Army would be used uh, against the civilian population in our country, much like they were used as police in, in Great Britain. Uh, That's it was correct. really before there was a civilian police force, so they used the military for their law enforcement and taxation and stuff like that. So as far as the Air Force and Navy go, I'm not too worried about it. But the fact is, it's in the Constitution. So if you're so concerned about it, go through the amendment process. But don't just say, oh, we won't pay attention to that part because it's antiquated. Because that's what's gotten us in the mess we're in right now already. Having the standing army. Well, having, and ignoring the Constitution. And sending it, it, it around the world. Yeah, but if we ignore that one part of the Constitution, well, then we can't say we care about it. Because you're, you're going to just damn the rest. We will see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 